Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. <laughs> We're back. So let's get going with Bill Fecky and the Fecky Report. Night Action Radio presents the Fecky Report. Good morning, Greg. Hey, hey, you're starting the week. What do you think? You're the first reporter this week. Another week starts. I mean, on that's Monday, the way it Bill should Fecky. be every week. The week well, doesn't start until Monday. I'm on the air. Oh, nothing, <laughs> nothing counts until Bill Fecky is on the air. The 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 rest that's is right. like the the uh, the hors d'oeuvres, the uh, you know the prenuptials, the uh, the the aperitifs, you know all the, uh, the the pre, but the main event. And now this interesting analogy. And now, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the main event, starring Bill Fecky. It does it doesn't become ADHD radio till I'm on the air. Are you kidding? It's ADHD radio the minute I think about it. <laughs> Everybody here has ADHD. That's actually kind of interesting. Is there, I mean, do you deal with that with your clinic at all, or is it something that's, uh, you know, I, I see it as an advantage. If I even post a video on that, some guy, some Australian guy says, yeah, ADHD and dyslexia. You know, we see things differently. We see patterns differently. We see life differently. Uh, I, I honestly believe it is an advantage to, to doing radio because just a few seconds ago, I had my left hand on the keyboard typing your name in, my right hand on the mouse. And I'm like talking all at the same time. <laughs> it was weird. So that's not so much uh, ADHD as much as being able to multitask. And there is a big difference between the two. Um, mm-hmm. I have two ADHD. Well, I got one ADHD employee um, mm-hmm. who has not had it under control. And she thinks like you do where it's, it's a bonus to be able because you can think about so many things at one time. But yeah, we can multitask faster. But you, but you can't. But you don't accomplish any one thing. Um, and, that's not true. And that's what I've seen. Oh, it's very true. Uh, you'll get about eighty, ninety percent of the way on every single case. project. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have it a little bit more in control then. But overall, okay. yeah. Overall, on most ADHD, and I, I've, I've had employees in the past in different lines of work. Um, mm-hmm. They'll get to that eighty, ninety percent finish. Are they bored uh, with it at that point? The boredom thing that you just I think it's it? a little bit of boredom or it's just okay. the attention has gone elsewhere. And, well, and, that's easy. <laughs> you know, Look at me yeah. on the show. I mean, how fast do I switch topics? I mean, I switch topics, you know, three right. topics mid, mid-sentence if I'm interested. And then I have to think, where did I start this conversation? <laughs> I have to try and find my way back. <sighs> as I, if I'm as good, I said, nobody you notices. Know, you, you, yeah. you, didn't fi- yeah. you didn't finish one before you jumped onto something else and you never went back to finish the, the one unless someone else brings you around. No, no, I bring myself around, but it's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought of that before, that uh, uh, if, if I wasn't able to task, first of all, you know, Action Radio never would have been created. It would just be an idea. Uh, I never would have written any bills. You know, we wouldn't have all the reporters we would have. I wouldn't have 20 Facebook groups. You know, we wouldn't have these amazing guests. We wouldn't have friends 
you know, the powerful friends, you know, <laughs> behind the curtain helping us. I mean, we wouldn't have any of those things. And all those things are, are you know, in some cases works in progress, but a lot of cases, those, those are finished products, especially the bills, once I amend them. Um, so I think that you can make it work so, for so you. Not, well, well, that's not so much ADHD as much as someone who's driven with, a, uh, with ideas. There, oh, there's okay. a difference. Yeah, huh. someone who's motivated and wants to do to do things is not necessarily ADHD. Um, hmm. For example, I have three. You know, I own three different businesses right now. I don't. Mm-hmm. I and I, I don't. I don't have ADHD. I mean, at any test I've ever taken, um, hmm. you know, because you know, you know, the attention. You know, I, I pay attention to each one. But what ends up happening is that if I don't delegate the. the the powers over to somebody, one of the businesses tends to fail and not succeed as well as the other one. You, you can't do everything. Yeah, that's just, that's just business sense. I, mean, right. I tell people too, aspiring managers, you know, when I've run things that I've run, uh, volunteers, you know, various companies, supervisory, I said, look, my job is simple. Educate, motivate, uh, delegate, you know, and uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's my management philosophy. The same thing I do in the show here. Educate, motivate, delegate. You know, and uh, you know, people take on as much as this is why, I went, especially when I get new reporters, and they'll ask, "What do you want me to report on? What should I cover? Is this topic okay?" And I said, "The answer is always going to be yes. <laughs> Just do what interests you. If as long as you're interesting, I don't care. <laughs> Just you know, take a chance, see what happens. And right. uh, if you make them, I'd, I'd rather have people make a mistake, you know, whatever that whatever that means exactly, uh, and take a chance and be brave enough to do something than to worry, you know, that what they're doing might not be approved. We almost have this this approval complex in in the society now, and it's hard to get people just to say you're responsible go ahead try it see what happens <laughs> which is my philosophy well because um in society today if you don't conform to whatever they have to say uh uh-huh. you are automatically pushed out the door um you well, see, I that, you see that in corporations <laughs> no yeah. you're yeah. No, i don't care exactly yeah. so so okay. you're a great example of exactly that is that if you don't conform hmm. to the likings it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you are are on doesn't matter yeah. which business you are if you don't mm-hmm. fit into their little mold uh, mm-hmm. You're out the door. I and, never fit into their mold. Ever. I've never had a corporate job that ever went anywhere or lasted simply because, well, my biggest problem is I have better ideas and I'm smarter than my bosses. <laughs> and I'm faster. You know, uh, and, of course, you know, you know how that endears me to them completely, right? Especially when they steal my ideas and then I call them on it. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know how my work life has been. <laughs> so, you know, and speaking of these big moguls and radio shows and TV shows. Ooh, a segue. Have, so, so I, kind of I hear a segue coming. Segue. <laughs> okay, you, wait, you, please you did a great segue. Okay. So it, it, it's become, I mean, we, we talk about it quite often, but, you know, mm-hmm. you can't trust anyone on any, on any platform anymore, it seems like, except for these independent like ourselves. Yeah. Um, are about the only, only ones you can't trust these days because we're going to tell the truth. We don't have a secret agenda. We don't have, no, we have an open big agenda. corporate sponsors, Freedom. Yeah, big corporate sponsors trying to push, yeah. uh, push their product or whatever. Um, you know, we've talked about it in the past with Glenn Beck yep. uh, trying to push gold. Um, you know, when he was really what hurting, when he I, first switched. I don't remember that exactly. What was what was with Glenn Beck and gold? You, okay, give me, so give me a recap. Glenn Beck. So Glenn Beck decided to leave Fox News um, over disagreements on content. Um, you know, he was just talking too truthful, and that's when the prince of uh, was it a Saudi Darkness. prince bought into uh, bought bought into Fox News, and oh. you had uh, Glenn Beck talking about the caliphate and and how the Muslims were gonna you know just try to make all of um, 
Southeast Asia, or whether that be Southwest Asia, you know, Southeast Europe. Now, the all caliphate was, was ISIS. The caliphate is like this, you know, uh, vast Muslim, um, I guess, well, terrorist the state kind of dictatorship. It wasn't ISIS at the time. It, okay. it was the Muslim Brotherhood. It started with the Muslim Brotherhood back when Glenn Beck was still. Obama's friends. Yes, Obama's friends, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and so that so that's where it all started. But then you had the Muslim uh, prince of Saudi Arabia, which they're all Muslim, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, Saudi Arabia is not a friend redundant. of ours. In case, see, see, see yeah. the Muslim in Saudi Arabia is kind of redundant. <laughs> yeah, and Saudi Arabia is not a friend of ours. And as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the show, they're now uh, public enemy number two. Um, well, wait but, a minute. Wait a minute. They, they, you know, Trump was there. In fact, I, uh, I had the guest that actually wrote Trump's speech, uh, Herb London. He died not too long ago, um, but I yep. met him in uh, CPAC. In, do you know Herb London? I met him in 2018. He had the London you know, Foreign Policy Institute or whatever it was. He actually looked like Donald Trump. And both of us were – here's a funny story. We were locked out of the, the CPAC uh, door because Trump was speaking. Apparently, they locked the doors like two hours ahead of time. We thought, we can get in. No, we couldn't. He just were out there. I look at this guy, and he's looking back at me, and he's looking at me, looking at him. And I looked at him. I said, do you know who you look like? He says, yeah, I know exactly what you're thinking. He said, I look like Donald Trump. He says, yeah, you do. <laughs> and he did. He really did. And that same kind of orange hair. Say he was tall. He was a basketball player when he was a kid in college. And he was like – I don't know, late 60s, early 70s at this point. Uh, anyway, he was nice enough to come on the show, but he told me that he wrote that speech for Trump in Saudi Arabia, and Trump got along fine. Have you, remember the sword dance? I mean, how often have presidents been around a bunch of, uh, you know, Arabs with swords? And <laughs> the Secret Service is like, exactly. okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, but it was, it was fine. And so we got along fine with the Saudis because, you know, Trump and the prince are businessmen. You know, yes, one's Muslim, one's Christian, but they're businessmen. They understood. That's why the whole Abraham Accords worked, because except for Kushner, who had his own agenda. But uh, they were. It was. It was about business. It wasn't about ideology and wars and stupid stuff. And of course, the Palestinians, which aren't real people anyway. Um, but it worked out. So how did they become our public enemy number number two? What 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 changed other than the fact that the, the you know our, our government was stolen by a bunch of Marxist ideologues? All right, so they've they've actually been our public enemy for a very long time, um, and you'll Why? see that any time that any time that we be, try to become energy independent, every right. single time, and then what Saudi Arabia does is that they pull back all their oil reserves and gas reserves, and then squeeze out in in, in the prices and the rising because of it, uh, and business. then there end up being shortages. Uh, well, this it may be business. Well, right. Hey, oh, you're right. It is, but that that is an enemy. No, I disagree. Okay. They don't, no, wait a minute. Wait, they don't owe us anything. They someone, just, you know, we would do the who, same thing. Someone is who your someone is who your friend is, doesn't get jealous and take stuff away from you just because you're trying to do it yourself. Wait a minute. So when we outproduced them and we we had lower energy prices than they had, and we had domestic uh, you know supply that was huge, we were not only energy independent, as Trump says, we we're energy dominant. We were actually exporting oil and natural gas. Should we not have done Correct. that because that makes us an enemy of Saudi Arabia? That doesn't make sense. Okay, so we, we for years and years, used to be in energy independent. Then the leftists no, took over. No, the oh, leftists no, we oh, made we, us dependent. We, we, the leftists held back our supply de- to not offend the Saudis we, or to make us depend or to try and get rid of oil in general. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, we, we, we've had tons of oil refineries that were shut down because of the leftist the environmentalists, uh, and we became very dependent on Saudi Arabia because of it. Yes, but that's not their fault. That's no, it's fault. not their fault. Well, it is our fault. You're right. But 
at the same time, if we are so-called friends, mm-hmm. friends do not stab each other in the back just because a friend goes out and creates their own business. No, um, no, or, no. Or it's not a new friendship. No. Uh, life is more complex than that. Look at Russia. You know, we had a cold war with Russia. We had nuclear weapons pointed at each other, and we sold them wheat. I mean, how do you figure that? And, and then, you know, all we are is the army for Saudi Arabia. That's all we are. We're the our, our well, army see, for that's... Saudi Arabia. Right. And but, uh, and on top of that, no, th- uh-huh. this is where it really gets interesting, which most people don't even know what's happening out in Arizona right now. You know, um, up until well, this, this past winter, yeah, up until, well, it's, we're still talking about Saudi Arabia. Um, okay. Up until this past winter, it's been very well documented about Lake Mead falling to levels that are just ungodly low, um, uh-huh. water shortages. Um, and of course, we had a great snow this past winter, so Lake Mead is starting to fill up again. What, yes. what most people don't know is there are thousands and thousands of acres of alfalfa growing in Saudi Arabia. I mean, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia owns all of that. They own the land. They're growing that. They're taking all this water. You know why they're growing it in Arizona? Because it's no. illegal to grow. It's illegal to grow alfalfa in Saudi Arabia because Saudi because alfalfa takes a lot of water in order for it to grow. So well, Arizona doesn't have alfalfa, a lot of water unless they take from exactly. Lake Mead. Well, here, all right, so, so the solution so, is not. So, no, no, no. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Oh, I'm sorry. So okay. You, you, you know what happens to all this alfalfa? It doesn't go into the American supermarkets. All of right. it gets shipped back to Saudi Arabia. For their cattle? Or what? Cattle and for them to eat. It's part of the Mediterranean diet. Um, but, yeah, no, it's part of their Wait, diet. It's part of the um, diet, but they can't grow it there? That doesn't make sense. Exactly. So oh. why is it allowed to grow in Arizona, which has a horrible, horrible water well, had a horrible, horrible water problem. Things are getting a little bit better now. But, uh-huh. you know, it's just – so when you're talking about this partnership here, it, it's, a, it's a one-way partnership. No, I didn't say it was the a partnership. partnership. I just said they're not an enemy. Well, We sell them F-15s. Okay, so, uh, we sell them some of the most advanced uh, – they're probably going to get the F-35. It's a one-way point. friendship. It's a one-way business relationship is what this is. No, I disagree. Saudi Arabia I don't think so. Saudi Arabia does not do us any favors as far as oil and oil and gas go. We don't have the, look, we we made we put them in a horrible position when we were energy independent, but it wasn't because it was an, we were enemies. It was because we we're better business people. I mean, Trump is a better businessman than uh, the Saudi prince, and we have more oil than they do. So if if uh, it was a great situation because we had oil, and if it's cheap, we buy it, and they 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 could even buy our oil. And save their oil for for a time when our oil is more expensive, then they can sell us their oil. You know, I mean, that's supply and demand. That's not a problem. The real enemy is is Biden, who who completely depleted our strategic petroleum reserve so that he could lower the uh, the price of oil and and do better in the twenty twenty two elections. That's an enemy. You want to talk about a real enemy? Saudi Arabia is nothing oh, compared yeah. to the uh, the Marxists that have stolen our government. That's an enemy. So I don't have any problem with the Saudis. Oh, I'm, I mean, not, the Saudis I'm, not, I'm not denying that. I mean, I'm okay. not denying that at all. Yeah, no, yeah I mean, there's yeah. nothing. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. that's that is beyond obvious. But I'm yeah. just saying is that you know Saudi Arabia is not the friend that everyone tries to make them out to be. They're not a friend, and it's it's more of a one way street as far as we give, 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 
that you know, it, well, it, uh, it came down. We give to NATO too. We give to lots of places. We're stupid. You know, we, how, how much yeah, money has gone to Ukraine stupid. for a war that could never have been won, that never should have been fought, didn't have to be fought? You know, I, I recently put up uh, the Peter Pry um, show that we did. We happened to have a Dr. Zelenko in, you know, interview on it um, that talked about the six points that uh, Putin talked about um, to avoid war. And the first one, the number one, was don't make Ukraine part of NATO. Well, it's easy. If, if we can avoid a war by not making you know, Ukraine part of NATO or any of those Eastern European countries, that's worth doing, <laughs> you know, especially since it doesn't cost us anything. Okay, but and, still, you know, and, and they keep the freedom it. anyway. Then they don't get invaded by Russia. He invaded, so that's a good, he invaded before they even became NATO. Well, he invaded he invaded Crimea, which is traditionally Russian territory anyway, and has been for I don't no, know. No, he invaded several Ukraine. Hundred... Well, he, no, he invaded, he invaded Ukraine. Ukraine. No, wait a minute. No, no, the points were proposed long before he invaded. Long before. I, we went over it up on the show. I remember them. And he's was... been he's been in there. What? This is the second time he's gone in there. Yeah, but he always goes in during Democrat administrations. He didn't go in during Trump, which is kind of fascinating mm-hmm. when you think. Of about course. It. Yeah, but that's normal. Well, because he we knows that we'll, that we'll actually fight back. <laughs> well, no, but, but when the Democrats fight back, they fight back with money, usually our money, other people's soldiers. You know, they, they, it's funny mm-hmm. that the liberals start wars and expect conservatives to actually be in the trenches. It's kind of funny because we're the patriots. Yeah. But let's get back to farmland for a sec because you raise a really good issue. Should foreign governments or foreign owners own our farmland? We are the only country in the mm-hmm. world. Well, there mm-hmm. might be one more, I, I, but – as far as I know, there's uh, only one country in this world that allows foreigners to own American soil or soil of the native country, and uh-huh. it's America. Yeah, anywhere it's else in the world, yeah, anywhere else in the world that I go to, I cannot buy a farm. I can't buy a house. I could buy a condo because I won't own the mm-hmm. land, but right. I cannot buy land. Mm-hmm. We are the only country that allows it. China has huge amounts of land up in uh, Montana, North, North Dakota. I think it's North mm-hmm. Dakota or Montana. Yeah, we need to, we, uh, we need to take that land back. <laughs> we need to do a nationalize yeah. it and then sell it privately. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's something that we should be working on, I think, at Action Radio, is, is the, uh, the American, well, let's call it the Americanization of Farmland Bill. You like that? I just made that well, up. You know, uh, uh, Come on, Bill. That was a good one. Come on, Bill. Come on. It's, it's, no, I like it. Here. No, no. Thank you. Well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on top of what you just said. Ron DeSantis has already passed that into law here in Florida, where but he but he only did it politically and say no Chinese company could own land in, in Florida, where it should be all foreigners should not be allowed land in Florida. Yep, and and also wealthy individuals. I, I put Bill Gates in there too. No one person should monopolize farmland. So what what is the definition of farmland? Just open land? I mean, because mm. Bill Gates doesn't actually own farmland. He owns land that you could turn into farming or if you consider it grazing, you know, cow grazing, farming, which I guess technically you can. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. Right now, yeah. yeah, right now he just owns land and he's buying yeah, land. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was farmland. I might have I been uh, under a misconception. They, they use the word farmland because I'm sure there's cows on there. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm sure there's cows on there, which is kind of hypocritical of him if there Are were they farting? cows on there. Yeah, exactly. My point. (laughs) I I need like a cow fart noise. Just something really disgusting, just to kind of turn everybody off. (laughs) Sorry. Anyways, Um, (laughs) but you know, the low point of the show has just been reached. Now we're going to reclaim our 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 grandeur. So, uh, do we put a cap on how much land one one individual can own? 
That's a good question too. I think the the something that happened in New England a while back. I remember being there uh, when I was either high school or college. They they had what they call perpetual zoning because they had a farmland crisis because there isn't that much land in New England, especially Massachusetts. Uh, it's all been bought, paid for. You know, I mean, there you go out west and and like Nevada is like seventy percent you know, controlled illegally by the federal government. Well, there's no way that's, that's going to happen in, in the New England states. So what they did was, because they had a farmland shortage and they wanted to preserve the cranberry bogs and some of the other native uh, growth there, uh, as they have what they call perpetual zoning. So in other words, they, they make farmland perpetually farmland. So you can buy it, you can sell it, you can divide it, you can do whatever you want with it, but it stays farmland. And so you can't build on it, you can't change it, you can't take it away because they really want to preserve their farmland. And that's something I think could be done also is that uh, rather than limit the size of the owners or, you know, or whatever land is designated farmland, you just keep it designated farmland. And people might say, well, that's, that's a restraint of freedom. I want, if I buy the land, I can do anything I want with it. Yeah, but on the other hand, you know, it's a national security issue too because we're losing, you know, just an amazing amount of farmland to all kinds of development, things like that. Unfortunately, land that's good for farming is also good for everything else. Strip malls. <laughs> you know, malls are being cut back. Correct. Have you noticed that too? That, uh, that everybody's ordering online now, so so – Strip malls may be able to be, or malls, shopping malls might be converted back into farmland. Wouldn't that be interesting? It would be, but I, um, I, what I am seeing more is some of these malls being uh, um, switched over to condos and um, hmm. apartments is what I, um, they've done a couple of those already. You know, going back to the strip mall thing, mm-hmm. I'm actually seeing more strip malls being built but the bigger malls are what's failing right now. Because um, okay. the strip malls, you're going to have the mom and pop stores. That's where you're going to find what you're going to find inside strip malls for the most part. Yeah, um, we get to see here in Maryland, and they're, they're, they're pretty cool, actually. Some, they have some nice local businesses, and it works out great. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so, so local business is cool. Uh, but then you go to our next, for those folks who don't know, Milton, you know, quaint, historic district, the whole bit. Uh, we have a commercial area as you head um, west. And then, of course, you get the next town, Pace, which is where all the big stores are. And they can have them, <laughs> you know, the, the, the Walmart, you know, Target, um, all those other big stores. You know, they're welcome Home to Home Depot, it. Lowe's. Home Depot, Lowe's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's where the <laughs> illegals hang out. To get, hey, have we seen illegals hanging out there yet to get jobs? That's what they used to do in California. All, all, all the illegals who want construction jobs will hang out in the Home Depot parking lot in the back. Wait for pickups to come by. Yeah. And, has, is that going on? It's only Home De- yeah, have you noticed it's only Home Depot, though? It's never Lowe's. Well, that's because people buy their construction equipment, and then they then they pick up a bunch of illegals to go to the work. It actually, it's very convenient. I, well, it is, and I've and I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, I've used one in the past. <laughs> what Home Depot or an illegal? Both. <gasps> Bill, I have to confiscate your house now. Civil asset forfeiture. You shouldn't admit things like that on a national show. Well, this well, permanently that's okay podcast. Because, I mean, what? At, at the time, I didn't actually own a house. I was. Oh. Um, I had. Um, I had a fence and tree company um, that I was uh, partners with, and we needed an extra laborer, so we just went and grabbed a couple laborers from there. Huh. Yeah, that's definitely worth seizing your company. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, that's fine. You, know, you can I mean, have it because it's, it's it's been dead for 15 years. So go. For no, it. <laughs> but when you think about it, but this this is one of the biggest. This is one of the biggest ways to discourage illegal aliens in this country. Is you know all the the home developers around here. You know I still want to. Yep. I, I need to get like a like a a filming partner to go around. In fact, if you ever want to do this sometime, we'll go around to some construction sites and, and watch to see a bunch of illegals on the rooftops, and we'll we'll say, "Does anybody here? You know, is anybody here an American?" <laughs> we'll yell it out. <laughs> you know, so you're all on video. <laughs> Just, just to see what happens. So if you want to try this well, nothing, sometime, because good. they wouldn't understand what you're asking. <laughs> La Migra. 
<laughs> La Migra. In other words, immigration. Yeah. How do you say exactly. green in Spanish? Where's, where's Josie where we need her? Green card. <laughs> so, immigration yeah. Jack. Um, it, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. In, in the past, I was in the past, I was guilty. Um, I obviously I wouldn't do that today. Um, it's just not, you know, I, I'm very tight on that today. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but my situation has definitely changed because of it. Um, but kind of going back to what we're talking about here is that you know you do have Ron DeSantis who did pass a law in Florida, who uh, that stated Chinese cannot own property. Uh, now whether he's going to actually seize that property. I think it's going to end up being a Supreme Court issue. Um, Why? Or if because right now it is legal to own property in America. So okay, so but, but states, states control the land. This is a Pianchi question. Uh, that states can control who can own land in their state. But nothing if in the you Constitution. Already, if you're, what? Okay, so so Greg, I mean, if a Chinese company <laughs> already owns property in Florida, a law starts. You do not want to set that precedent of, you know, the state of Florida seizing property, because now you hmm. get a Democrat in there and say mm-hmm. anyone who owns a gun, we're we're taking we're taking you can't be a homeowner. Yeah, no, those are two different issues. It's, it's very different from a foreign country owning property. No, and it, they have a lot no of, someone against Canadians it, 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 owning, you know, too many houses or something like that here, like summer homes and things like that they're not in uh, in the summertime. They're only, they're only here in the wintertime. So there's some restrictions on property ownership already in Florida. But there's all the difference so that, in the world with, between a no, that's, Chinese that's communist country. Well, say that again? It's only home ownership, uh, homeowners associations that put restrictions on how many rentals you can have, how many part-timers you can have. Um, mm, it's, okay. not, it's not a Florida. It's not a Florida law, but you're, yeah. you're still setting a dangerous precedent of over, you know, of changing an America, you know, the U.S. code, which the U.S. code says, or maybe it is just state codes, and he's changing it. But do you really want to start going down that path, and you know, you know, and trying to figure out who should and who shouldn't? Because you're, well, you got two different paths. Yeah, you, there's a difference between Americans and foreign nationals, okay? Especially foreign governments, especially foreign communist governments, especially foreign communist governments that are stealing our technology and, and building hypersonic missiles that they're aiming at us. Okay, that's an entirely different situation than an American citizen gun owner. You can't equate the two, okay? So if we were stupid enough in the past to allow a Chinese communist government to own farmland in Florida, I think we can correct that mistake. Just like we're, we, we need to correct the mistake of all those people that came here illegally last, say, 20 years, you know, gave birth to Americans on American dirt and somehow claiming citizenship when that's not – that's the 14th Amendment specifically prohibits that. So we have millions yeah, upon millions you, you of citizenships seize. to correct. What's that? You, you, know, you could maybe force them to sell, but you can't seize that property. Hey, I'm hmm. telling you, it sets up a okay, very, forcing very sell. dangerous precedent. Okay, so, all right, so let's, let's go with forcing them to sell. I don't mind that. Yeah, but that, so all, was, well, all they're going to do is just sell to a Chinese sympathizer who uh, will be controlled by the Chinese anyways, like a Biden. Um, you know, I mean, and, and that's the, that's how they're going to circumvent the whole thing. There's t- tons of yeah, Chinese Americans who are here legally. Yeah. You know, well, it might be a national yeah, I mean, security I'll, I'll, issue. I mean, I don't know how to do this yet. I'm just, but I'm exploring the options. But it doesn't make any sense to me that we permit Chinese communists or any foreign government to own land 
to own farmland, which is a national security oh, I, issue right I'm now in the United you. States. I, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm 100 percent behind but, this. But don't. But it's, we're not treating just, Americans the same the same way, and that that's that, that's kind of crazy. That's the, you know, and we 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 give away so much in this country. It's like allowing foreigners to come in here, give birth to uh, to kids that they call mm-hmm. Americans, and then you know five generations move in. That's not legal. It's the policy. But it's an illegal policy that needs to be corrected. So just because citizenship was mistakenly awarded doesn't mean we can't correct that for literally millions of people. Now, what's going to happen? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. That's going to be a a long debate. But we still have to do it in the same way mistakenly selling, you know, our farmland to the Chinese communist government. You listen to that, Beijing? Because China listens to us, by the way. Um, You know, that's a mistake. We need to correct that mistake. But it's not the same thing. But you can't. No, no. What, to American, what saying, Americans. Uh-huh. Totally no, what I'm saying discussion. though is that you're you're right. going to create a law, and then you're going to retroactive that law all the way back. Is basically what you're saying. If you're going to steal, if you're going to steal or seize Chinese property, okay, like you create the law says no Chinese could own property in America. And you go and seize well, all of that? I didn't say no Chinese you're, you're, could own. I said the Chinese government couldn't own, but if they government. do it for the okay. private well, citizen okay. corporation, well, but they well, may all be the okay, same I'm thing. Going, yeah, but okay. I'm going to go further and say all – because that's where it's going to end up being next is all – you know, it, you, you won't be able to stop at the Chinese. Uh, there will be court cases. But you just said um, that we're the only country that even allows foreigners to own land. I know. So it's know, not like we're doing anything it, unusual no, no, by stopping you're, foreigners you're from missing, owning our land. I'm not saying stopping. What I'm saying is you can stop it Mm -hmm. seizing. That's the problem I have is seizing people who were were abiding by the law Mm -hmm. and doing exactly what the law says. Now Mm -hmm. you're going to punish them for doing it, and you're going to and they spent a lot of money to buy that property, and you're going to take it without uh, any kind of uh, just compensation. like eminent domain, should we seize it for uh, for to build uh, schools and bridges and things? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Eminent no, domain, I, I get I'm 100 percent against. <laughs> yeah, I hate, I hate so, eminent domain. So, so now, because what that does, that sets, this is what I'm talking about about setting. Pre- uh-huh. I know I'm out of time here, but setting precedence uh-huh. is you know creating a law and then retroactiving that law. That's a very dangerous precedent to set. Well, it's, it, it's actually unconstitutional. It comes under ex post facto. But the difference is we're not, we're not talking about American citizens. And the Constitution does not cover anybody except American citizens. So the Chinese Communist Party and Chinese nationals are not covered by our Constitution. So we're not violating any laws or any rights by taking you know, farmland that they, sh- they shouldn't have had in the first place. Okay? That's very different than trying to take the property of Americans ex post facto. In other words, when... Uh, you know, Kamala Harris, the illegal occupant of the vice president's office, you know, in California said, I'm going to register all your SKS rifles, for example. But we're not going to confiscate them. We're just going to register them. And then she confiscated them, <laughs> you know, uh, and then said, you yeah. could know them. even though You could before. That's illegal because that's that applies to American citizens. We have constitutional rights in this country. The, the federal government is prohibited from doing certain things. But the federal government is not prohibited, nor is the state of Florida prohibited from seizing the land of Chinese nationals who shouldn't have had it in the first place. That's my argument. You can make it, but I, I do believe that you're wrong, and I mean, it, maybe not legally wrong, well, that's but fine. definitely morally wrong. Yeah, I mean, I like, wrong? probably even legally wrong. Yeah, give me one, give me one more chance. Like, we're going to get Wendy. So, what? Tell me, tell me why yeah, I'm morally and legally that, wrong for okay, Chinese so, nationals like and said, Chinese communists. Because you're, or, no, I, what all I'm saying is creating a law and then retroactiving that law a hundred years. 
mm-hmm. mean, how long have they been buying property here? I mean, so mm-hmm. you're going to steal all that property because that's what it is. Seizing property is stealing property. Well, okay. civil asset forfeiture in that respect is stealing from criminals. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we got to hold well, this up. it is. It is. No, civil forfeiture is very wrong. <laughs> No, it's not. It's perfectly legal as long as it's done with conviction, you know, after conviction for Americans and any time we feel like for legal aliens. Hold on, Bill. Got to go. Give your, give your plug and we're out of here or you're out of okay, here. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'll earn my dollar for today and I'll talk to you guys next week. Here we go. Do you really want the truth? Do you have questions you can't ask in church? Welcome to the Oh My God Report. Wendy Arthur is more concerned with truth than propaganda, putting more value in scripture than religion, and more about you and your relationship with God than your membership in any church. This is Christianity with a Kick. Hi, Wendy. We're back. (laughs) We are back. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on for a second. Yes, God? Oh, you're glad we're back, too? Couldn't you, like, help us out a little bit? Oh, that's not how this works. Oh, I get it. Okay. Free will and all that kind of stuff. Fix your own problems. Got it. Thank you. Thanks, God. Appreciate the help. Okay. Back to you, Wendy. No. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean, no? No. God does not say fix your own problems. I'm sorry. That was very callous. (laughs) Okay. This is what happens when I improvise. You know what's going to happen? We're going to get a real phone call one day. It's going to be really interesting. Yes. <laughs> okay, That's so true. so correct correct my transgression, please, before we do get that real phone call. Okay. Yeah, no, God does give us free will, and he does give us intelligence to fix things. But when it mm-hmm. comes to a point where you cannot get something done, it's not working no matter what you try, it's mm-hmm. just say, Lord, I really need your help. And he'll say, on the job. Oh, no, I know, I, but I knew we could fix this. I knew blog talk could fix this. But uh, quite frankly, in that case, you take the next call. How's that? You get it next time. I'm just going to have the phone <laughs> ring, and you answer it. And you're going to be stuck making okay, something up. See, see what happens with you. You think it's easy? Okay, fine. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. Well, please. <laughs> this is what happens Aren't when I have two days off, folks. When I, when I don't do radio for five days. It's it's like, you know, pent up, you know, consumer demand or aggression or whatever they call it. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're on Seriously. maximum adrenaline. I'm on a roll. <laughs> well, everything seems to be on a roll. And uh, that's what I wanted to kind of talk about today. I'm just going to be giving some prophetic updates. Oh, good. Um, Please, prophesy. Yeah, and that's <laughs> Well, I, I, these are not my prophecies, but you know, I because I've been following the prophetic for many years, and I uh-huh. and I know who I can trust and who I don't. Um, well, just give credit credit to you. That's what I do. I, I quote sources all the time. You know, even the big guy. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, not that big guy. They're the real yes. one. <laughs> yeah. <anyway>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and there's there's several that I have you know always given credit to because I I trust Julie Green. I trust. Uh, Amanda Grace. I trust mm-hmm. um, Charlie Champ. I trust Nate Johnston. Um, there's there's several that that I trust. So um, and there's a whole bunch I don't. So anyway, um, when yeah. I'm it's interesting. Giving, the, these aren't about, household words. These people are not seeking fame, fortune. They're not like Joel. What's his name? That uh, mistook profit for profit. You know, it's not spelled P R O F I T. Idiot. 
Yeah, that name was going around for Well, Joel, Joel but, Osteen has never claimed to be a prophet, so. <laughs> okay. And, well, and that's good. Fact, he never even wanted to be a preacher. But when his dad died, his, his family pressured him into that. His gift is encouragement. He is not a preacher. He's not a pastor. Uh-huh. But he got thrust into that position because of family pressure. So, um, you know, I, I'm not excusing anything because I, I there are several things that I've I've not been uh, really in, happy with that he said and done. But you know what? I, I'm not God, and I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying that, you know, he he. If you're trying to fill a role that God has not called you to, mm-hmm. it's going to be a rough road to hoe. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's your first time. Uh, then we want to talk about judgment sometime, about what we're supposed to judge, what we're not. That'd be an interesting discussion, too. So yeah. feel free to make a note. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So what you got today? Well, um, I have been saying for, like, I guess almost a year now, um, mm-hmm. be prepared. So I'm going to Bow now, avoid the rush. You, yes, but this is, this is called Be Prepared in the Natural. I've been talking about how you know, the great silence is coming, um, that have your pantry stocked for a, a while, uh, mm-hmm. you know, have some gold and silver on hand. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you that it's fixing to hit. And, um, and I have been feeling this in my spirit for, for quite a while. But, you know, it, as things get closer, you get that, that function in your spirit. Wow, I, I probably need to go ahead and get this done. Mm-hmm. Been having that a lot lately, and so hmm. um, that prophets have been kind of warning, you know, giving words from the Lord, saying, "Have I not told you to get ready? Have I not told you, you know, d- great darkness is coming? Have I not told you to trust me? Have I not told you?" And that is, it's, it's like when God is saying, "Have I not told you?" Because it's not because He just mentioned it once, like a long time ago. It's been yeah. something He's been saying over and over. And people are not taking action. So he's saying, have I not told you? As in, mm-hmm. you better get your house in order. You better yeah. get things ready. Be prepared, not scared, right? Mm-hmm. Because God's big thing is do not fear. It doesn't, you know, we walk by faith, not by sight. That's what scripture says. If you are a believer and you are being led by the Holy Spirit, you are, you see what's going on around you, but you are not letting it affect you. Um, because you were listening to the Holy Spirit and being led by the Spirit to prepare ahead of time for things that are fixing to happen. Um, just like he told you know, the children of Israel, go inside your houses. Do not come out. I'm fixing to send the, the death angel um, as the final judgment against Egypt for holding you in you know, slavery. And he's refused 10 times now and 10 plagues to let you go. So I'm fixing to go ahead and take matters in my own hands because he wouldn't listen to Moses. <laughs> So you get the message the first time, you know. <laughs> or the, or like, the ninth or tenth, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it, 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 that shows God's great mercy and patience with us. Um, so after ten times, Moses going to this guy, and he's saying, forget you, uh, mm-hmm. God's saying, okay. <laughs> well, then you throw down the gauntlet, I'm answering. Are you ready? So yeah. that's what's fixing to I'll happen. give you a hint, folks. God um, wins. <laughs> this argument. Yes, yes he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. It is yeah. going to look like all hell is breaking loose, mm-hmm. um, but do not Literally. be afraid. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Literally, it's, it's going to be hitting the fan. Um, mm-hmm. Things are going to be exposed like 
we have we never even thought about that kind of evil. Okay, so I mean, well, as bad as things are, we know how evil people are. You have no idea what God is fixing to expose. So um, just be prepared, and you will be in shock and awe, and like, how can that even be humanly possible? Because it's not a human thing. It's a demonic thing. Um, coming out through humans, okay? So um, just letting you know that. And But go ahead and stock well, your pantry. Uh, that, <laughs> but that makes a lot of sense. You know, when you think, uh, think of evil, uh, of demonic evil on earth, you know, Dr. Fascist comes to mind. And here's a total psychopath with, with no conscience, uh, killed a million people easily, uh, would, would, you know, killed lots of people with AIDS, uh, with AZT, uh, did it for profit. And I'm curious how much profit motive, uh, how much the, the devil, in, in, you know, is, is in the investment business. Um, but you look at the things that are happening now, and, and there's evil. I mean, our government was stolen. The mass amounts of people don't care, or they're, they're taking part in it, perfectly willing to subjugate and subject, uh, you know, their fellow Americans to a life of misery um, just so they can maintain their status. I mean, that's, that's evil to me. You know, the fact that all these things are going on. And I'm wondering, is there anything in the, in the prophecies that talk about, you know, real things that are happening, you know, on a daily basis, like the Trump indictments, you know, the prosecutions, you know, the fact that we know he's going to win uh, if there's any kind of, you know, free and fair election. Uh, and then a whole lot of other folks are going to end up in jail, you know, once the prosecutions start. Um, not some big takeover right. Josie wants and some other things, but just to just following the normal, normal government process. A lot of people are going to get fired. A lot of people are going to be arrested. But is there anything, is this something that is coming out of prophecy as well? these events or are these just, you know, earth things that aren't, uh, yes. aren't part of the big picture yet? Yes. Okay. Tell me. Um, and well, and so an interesting point was brought out, um, last week, um, about Biden is the president of the America that was created by the Babylonian system. Trump is the president of the Republic that God set up through the constitution. Hmm. And there, so what's the Babylonian there is going to the Babylon is the world system as we know it. We are all in slavery and we don't even know it. We have been so told so the world government, since, right, since I was a child, and this has uh-huh. been going on for hundreds of years. You know, there, God never meant for us to have a mortgage on our houses. He never meant for us to have you know a debt of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are to be the lenders and not the borrowers. You know, I mean, this, this is all scriptural stuff for, for those who are Christians. But we were born into the Babylonian system. It was set up almost, you know, what, just very shortly after America was established. And Jefferson warned us, if you ever let the banks decide what's going to go on, we are all in trouble. And we are going to be slaves. And he was exactly right because that's exactly what we let happen. So, and most people don't know that our our income tax goes to pay Britain. Ah, uh, you and have to it, show it, me that because I, you yeah. know, it's uh, and, and the reason and, I say but that, that is, but it, that's it, it, come down to. Yeah, well, but Josie anyway, and I have these arguments all the time. I know you don't believe that, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, uh, no, and, well, and wait a minute. That, no, that's a whole other uh, show. <laughs> yeah, we'll do another show on this because Josie and I have an ongoing argument about what I consider the line. There's a line between things that I know are absolute conspiracies to destroy our lives and put us under, you know, world government slavery, and then we cross this line and we get into things that make absolutely no sense to me. You know, we can send paperwork away for being a sovereign citizen. Our, our lawyers are registered in uh, England, and uh, the income tax goes there. And like you were just saying, and that uh, the United States is a corporation and you know, we have a secret account in the Treasury. And I was like, where, where did you get all this stuff? 
it, to me, it's utter nonsense. But if you've got a good yeah, well, you can yeah, convince we'll, me. we'll have to show you. In 1871, that happened. But anyway. No, um, I didn't. No, I didn't. We're not a corporation. We're a country. Wendy, we're a country. No, I didn't. We'll see. Um, okay, fine. But anyway, but there, there is a, a dual system in place. There's the world system. Well, I agree with you there. I agree with you, but uh, and, and we'll, we'll have the great, the we're now, not a corporation, right? or a corporation debate on a different hour. Yeah, and because yeah, and to me it doesn't matter um, if, if we're a corporation yeah, or sense. not. It's, that, it's, yeah. it's still the world system, and it's still going to come down. Um, that is true. Because it is keeping people in slavery, and God is not about slavery. So, well, could it be um, just a, uh, I think I think of that as a distraction. So if, if I were the, the, the evil one, I would be distracting people with all, all kinds of uh, non-conspiracies to keep them occupied, you know, and, and hiding the real ones. The real one is, yes, there's a world government that wants to enslave us and have us eat bugs and give up our property. Absolutely. But on the other hand, I don't think that um, these secret sovereign and all this other stuff, uh, I think it's a distraction. Uh, who is someone was talking about? Oh, there was something. Oh, let's see if I remember just the other day. Uh, that these distractions are engineered that to get people worried about things that make no. Oh, I know what it was. Um, a friend of mine who I had on the show previously, we were talking about um, uh, people saying that you can't do anything, that, uh, that you can't change anything, that part of the, uh, the, the deep state, you know, infiltrates every group and says, well, yeah, it's not going to work. You know, and I get people like that all the time talking to me. Well, Greg, you know, you haven't passed any bills. It's really not going to work. I'm thinking you're part of the conspiracy. You're, you're part of the evil, <laughs> you know, and I see this all the time. That's and right. so the, 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 the non-doers, the people that it's like they're the GOP. The reason I call them the gelding old party yeah. uh, is because they can't produce anything. <laughs> they, they, they're incapable right. of, of, uh, of action. And, and yet those of us out here that are trying to create action, have a, have a, a wall of people that refuse to do anything. I mean, how hard is it to copy our bills and send them in? It's not, but they don't do it because they're, they're convinced that, uh, that nothing can change, nothing can work. And that's uh, but I think a lot of people are inspired by other people saying it can't work. That that becomes the myth. Well, I'm sorry. the whole, it's all right. The, the whole thing is um, all these naysayers, um, they, they want the system to stay in place. That's what they know. Right. Um, for somebody to actually wrap their mind around the fact that we mm-hmm. were never meant to have mortgages mm-hmm. um, and, or, or have to borrow from a bank in order to, to build something or do something. But mm-hmm. that is what we have been taught since, what, since we can walk and understand. Oh, well, you, you go and you, you go get a mortgage from the bank. I mean, I nobody don't. questions that. I've never had they one. They just assume that that's the <laughs> I never way it's want done. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know what mort- mortgage means? Mort gauge? Mort. What does mort yeah, mean? It means yeah. death. It's a death contract. Yes. That's, a, that's, that's exactly what a mortgage right. is. It's, it's a slavery. death contract. Yeah. But we contract are in slavery and don't even uh-huh. know it. People think yeah. the American dream is having all these things, but you're, you're mortgaged to the max. You're, you're maxed out on your credit cards. You're mm-hmm. in debt. You are not free. You are a slave to the bank and the credit card companies, mm-hmm. and Agreed. you have to, to work to pay them. You don't, you're not keeping your money. You are paying well, them. And now we too. have the CBDC that just yeah. rolled out. Um, and get prepared for this, people. I'm telling yeah. you, coming now into the age of the paperless um, society, a cashless society, and that the government will tell you what you can and cannot buy. Um, they even will, and I, I just watched a bunch of videos of um, uh, Charles, um, uh, Klaus Schwab and all these other people um, all, hmm. who, 
had this this big um, champion, um, whatever they call that, something about champions, um, meeting um, all these financial people from around the world. And they're all praising the CBDC, which is, if you don't know what that is, it's a central bank digital currency. Um, And they are now, they rolled it out in July. And over the next six months, um, when the dollar keeps falling and falling and falling, um, because of all the BRICS nations um, joining Mm -hmm. BRICS now and and, and denouncing the American dollar as the the currency um, Mm -hmm. for trade, um, so now they're going to – you have to trade in your money somehow uh, because it's not going to be worth anything. So the government is, or the central bank – it's not the government. The central bank is not any part of the federal government. I'm just letting you know that. Um, those are all private you know, people who, who mm-hmm. own all the money and the child and all that. So they are now rolling out the central currency, I mean, the di- digital currency. And so they're going to tell you – <clears throat> this we're going to start you out you're going to get this amount of money and um whatever they determine it's going to be and mm-hmm. you have an expiration date you have to spend it by such and such a date <laughs> and here's the things that we want you to spend it on and it's all going to be in the name of boosting the local economy right oh everything's the name of something else that. yeah yeah well uh but they're going to tell you this and we want you to boost the local economy because um, we know inflation's been hard, and they're going to ride in on the white horse looking like they're some kind of hero. And people are going to be accepting this money, and they're going to say, oh, we can buy TVs, we can buy furnishings, we can even use it as a down payment on a house. We can do this, we can do that. So you see that? You can use it as a down payment on a house to get you back into bondage. Um, and and you have to spend it by such and such a date. But you mm-hmm. can't spend it on things like ammunition. Um, or other things that they deem unnecessary. Right, and we have a cure and, for that. Yes, and, and, and if you do, mm-hmm. um, you know, they then they have the right to cut off your mm-hmm. access to your money. Mm-hmm. So do right. you see government control here? So I'm just trying to tell you this is not a good thing. Get ready for them to own you and tell you what you can and cannot do for, for life. Uh, but here's the thing, though, and, uh, and I wonder if this is in prophecy, too. So, you know me, I have a few ideas here periodically. Um, uh-huh. One of them is a constitutional amendment um, that I have right in front of me. I just pulled it up. Congress shall not have the power to borrow money. And this simple concept. So if people are, are, are sick of complaining, if they're, they don't know, oh, what can we do? There's nothing we can do. There is something you can do. Okay. This is the whole point of Action Radio. Action Radio is the one place where there's always something you can do. And so let me read this to you. I don't know if we've gone over it, but it's very simple. It says, Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution shall be amended by striking Clause 2. Clause 2 says to borrow money on the credit of the United States. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Let me start again. One, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten words. We can stop Congress from borrowing money by taking ten words out of the Constitution. That's how easy it is to stop all this nonsense. Now, the hard part is, is getting the people to do it, and that would be the states and the federal government. But the actual mechanism for the change that everything that you're talking about only takes a change of 10 words in the Constitution. It gets better. 
because the replacement clauses, Section 8, Clause 1, shall be amended by adding at the end, and Congress shall have no power to borrow money on the credit of the United States, nor to print money to cover expenses, that takes care of inflation forever, nor authorize the purchase or holding of securities, so the government can't be in the investment business and use that for their own purposes, right? Uh, there's no point in having a central bank if you can't hold securities, right? Nor, and here's my favorite part, to authorize or permit any central bank. Well, there goes the Fed. Nor to allow any control of money beyond, beyond, or nor to allow any control of money beyond Congress, which means Congress sets the monetary policy, the interest rates, and things like that, or they don't set it at all; they just leave it alone. But it has to be done by Congress. Those four lines will solve every problem that you're talking about, and yet yep. this isn't worldwide news. It should be. It could be, and all it would take is people to share it. If enough people share this with enough people who share it with enough people, and we get that critical mass, we get that out there, we change everything. See, these are what people don't understand. Action yeah. Radio works. The formula works. We don't have to meet. We don't have to uh, scream. We don't have to protest. We don't have to make signs. We don't have to walk into any buildings. We don't have to do anything. All you have to do is copy the link and send it to Congress and send it to media. That's it. And we change the world. It's that simple. Now, speaking yeah, of faith, it, and then, and <laughs> how do we get people to understand? To say it can't be done. No. Right. It can't be done. I, I've, I've, I've got yeah. the bill right in front of me. So how do we get people to go from a position where they think it can't be done to saying, oh, gee, that's easy. I can do that. I can send the bill link. Hey, where do you want me to send it? Well, your, your favorite talk show host, uh, some uh, leftist media for fun, uh, and your member of Congress. Okay, I can do that. Take about 10 minutes. That's it. If you can yep. get rid of inflation forever, have your dollar constantly increase in value, have your savings increase in value, have prices drop as your dollar increases in value for 10 minutes worth of work, would you do it? How can you not do it? Well, Action Radio's moment will be after um, the, the great destruction of the, of the system comes. How long um, do I have to wait? Come say, on, Wendy. How, I'm, you know I'm not patient. I did. The something. attention span of a gnat. How long do I have to wait? I'm <laughs> We've got to tease you a little bit. How long do you have to wait? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have much attention. It'll span. be before the end of the year. Okay, good. Well, I can wait that long. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. And, and matter of fact, uh, the the trouble that's that's coming, you'll start to see happen in September. So um, just be ready. It's, it's, it's all I'm just going to tell people. And if you don't know God, now's a real good time to get to know him. <laughs> And and, uh, and do not let fear uh, rule you. Don't let your feelings and emotions um, override um, what God says. Yeah. Uh, because it's really, really important for you to know what he says, to know that he is God, um, and that he really is going to be handling stuff. Because we've screwed it up so bad it can't even be fixed. So, and this is why I say I, I feel like the, a messenger to it. I'm not a prophet, but I'm a messenger. I mean, these ideas are popping into my head all the time. Uh, these bills write themselves, you know, and you know, why is it? Why me? Why, you know, why do I have a bill? Uh, something so simple, flights, constitutional amendment takes away, you know, all of our economic problems, gives us permanent economic prosperity and, and gives us control of our money back in four sentences. How does that happen? I can't take credit for that. Yeah, and and you'd be wise not to. <laughs> yeah, because God has has definitely given this um this to you. This this is your mission. This is your yeah. assignment. 
Um, and if no anybody kidding. else was <laughs> capable of doing it, then, then he would have appointed them. Um, yeah. So it's really important to know that you are on the right path. But seeking God about timing for everything is crucial, absolutely right. crucial. You don't want to get ahead of God, and you don't want to lag behind God. You want to be walking right beside him um, mm-hmm. and and be ready to, to do what he says needs to be done at the point that he says to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Too many people just they're, they either run ahead of them and then find themselves in a quandary because they don't know really what direction to go. They just got, you know, um, upset or excited about something and then just took off without any planning <laughs> whatsoever or, or inquiring of the Lord. <laughs> really, really, um, yeah. <laughs> and then, I, well, we've all done that and paid a price, right? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. um, and then, and then there's those who who know what God said, but like, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe I'll just check into that later because they realized it was either going to be um, take work on their part <laughs> mm-hmm. or they weren't real sure about their ability to, to hear God. So they just didn't do anything, which is another. Oh, see, I've never had that. So. You know, I, I definitely have been listening. <laughs> I've definitely been acting. Uh, and so and I, in yeah. fact, I have these massive to-do lists. And I'm basically, you know, I get the, I, I get this impression. So it's time to do this next. I don't say what this is, but there's always a this that needs doing. And I can tell. I, I, get, I get my priorities. And pretty much I'm following the plan. You know, it's like, uh, and, you know, I, I hear the word. It's like, okay, Greg, it's time for you to do this. Okay, right, you know. Uh, we have a, a new bill that I was thinking of. Um, that's going to, I think, going to be a huge help. I mean, like I say, I don't think it's an accident. We had Christina Bob on last week, you know, Trump's attorney. No. Uh, and, and she loved no. her ideas, uh, especially about getting Trump and Kennedy together for a discussion live on TV, which would be huge, which would be, it'd be historic. And a lot of folks like that idea. And it's amazing how many people I've been talking to um, that uh, we're going to see if we can do that. And then we got to, I think, the 23rd. So we got time. Um, but a lot of these things are on schedule. My latest one is a compliance bill where the government, in order to investigate somebody, has to pay their compliance costs up front. So in other words, if they want to investigate Trump and they, they're going to spend $50 million, they have to give Trump $50 million for his compliance. And so anybody that's investigated by the government, the government pre-imburses them for whatever the cost is. And they, they can you know, get reimbursements for everything. Because you can be ruined by the government and, and still be you know, proven innocent. But why should you have to prove yourself yeah. innocent? So why not get the cost up front? So, so, you know, people should be able to charge for their time, for research, for paperwork, for, for lawyers, for everything else, and, you know, until you're proven guilty. And then you can have fines and, you know, imprisonment and things like that. But until you're proven guilty, it shouldn't cost you anything to be invested by, investigated by the government because that in itself is a prosecution, is a conviction. You're already guilty, and now you have to uh, spend all this money and all this time. Well, that's, that's not right. Yep. So that might change the way the government investigates, knowing that they have to pay exactly how much they're paying for an investigation. Of course, they'll lie about it. But, but, and people can claim uh, reimbursement uh, on every uh, act of compliance. And, of course, they'll pad that, too. It's going to be a mess. But the point is that, you know, if you're innocent until proven guilty, it shouldn't cost you anything while you're innocent. That's the a, that's a basis. Of the, and that, that, that one just hit me. I think I was cutting an avocado or something. Was, oh, that's an idea. Let's do compliance costs, you know, reimbursement. You know, like I say, this stuff just hits me out of nowhere. It's really quite fascinating. <laughs> Don't you love how God works? <laughs> oh, God, God, you know, Lord works in mysterious ways, you know, and, uh, and it's really mysterious with me, but it's not. It's, it's just, it just happens. Bike riding, you know, I'll see a rabbit and get inspired with an idea. Rabbits are really good for messengers. Dragonflies are too. 
Now, here's I don't know if you're talking. We're almost done. Okay, uh, have we talked about spirit animals? And does this in any way conflict with God's teachings? That being connected with the natural world, the spiritual world, you know, in in different ways. But I mean, I, I I'll be bike riding on my my favorite little pathway, and I'll look up and there'll be a dragonfly flying beside me for like. 30 seconds, you know, and that, that's not a natural thing for dragonflies to do. And there I look up and there's my dragonfly, my escort. Explain that one. Well, there, there is no such thing as a spirit animal, but there is um, signs that God gives you um, and he's trying to tell you something. Okay. Um, so like that dragonfly, you know, coming beside, and if you see dragonflies a lot or, or if it's, you know, some, something else, if, if you see, a sequence of numbers, the same numbers over and over, or if you see um, a certain color um, multiple times throughout the day, and, and not just like cars driving by, but I'm talking about, you know, just you, everywhere. It just strikes you as odd that you're seeing this one particular color everywhere mm-hmm. you look, or mm-hmm. if there's, you know, some something like that. You know, there's when you know that something is is odd or different or piquing your curiosity, check into it. God's trying to tell you something. So, <laughs> okay. So I've looked at the spirit animal and, thing, yeah. and dragonflies represent change, and so that actually makes sense. You know, if we take that, if if the, if God doesn't recognize spirit animal, that but recognize but but it recognizes that this is a message to me. It's a pretty strong one because I see him all the time. <laughs> you know, and yeah. and, and looking, I, you know, and the go ahead. When you talk about a spirit animal, you know, there's there's a lot that goes along to that. Yeah, you know, goes along with that. Um, uh-huh. in in certain like new age and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying it, the way that they are looking at it, there, there's no, so you, you are not going to, you know, turn into this spirit animal and have this, this animal. Oh, no. Karma. No, I think it was a guide. Kind of thing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're guys. Yeah. It's like when the, the martial arts take the white crane style, you know, uh, <laughs> Kung Fu, you know, monk, you know, monks do not become white cranes. They just, you know, dance on one foot, yeah, no, no, <laughs> you know, no, they do but, not. but, they, but they use um, that as and, an example. It's a guide. You know, and so in the same way, this is a guide or a message, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think I'm becoming well, a dragonfly. Yeah, yeah, and, and Please. I, I I will buy a message, but I will not. You know, I I can't roll with with guide because you know the Holy Spirit is our guide. Period. End of story. So okay. Um. Yeah. But that God can certainly use anything in creation to um to get your attention and to speak to you about something. Okay. So, just, so can, dra- just can angels be dragonflies in that respect? No. Okay. Angels are spirits, and they are created beings, and they have one job, and that is to carry out the word of the Lord, period, in story. Okay. That makes sense. This is why I ask you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. I mean, it's, and, and it's good to have these conversations, because otherwise, you, you know, if you don't ask, you don't know. Exactly. Hear that, folks out there? That and there, are and there, there is so much ask, depth go ahead, ask. angels. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. And, and we should probably do another show on, on angels because there's yeah. there are so many aspects to angels, um, and, and people think that they're just, you know, oh, like, oh, well, my, my grandmother died. Heaven got another angel. No, that's not how that works. So, you know, <laughs> and there's. <laughs> It, it it it's it's a nice thing for to make people feel better, you know. But no, that's not how that works. Angels yeah. are incredibly powerful beings, incredibly powerful and fierce. Um, and so there's we have a total misunderstanding of of, of angels. So are we, we assigned angels, or do they choose us? And do we have multiple angels? I mean, these are the questions I have. 
Yeah, no, we are assigned angels before we were ever born. Okay. Because we we are our spirits are already living in in the in the heavenly realms. Um, and then when, when we are conceived, then a spirit is um, attached to who, who God wants to create inside a womb. Um, and and that, that child is born. And, and they've, they've already, um, babies, when they look like they're looking off and, and looking at something, they really are. They're, they're seeing you know, in the spirit because they were just so fresh from heaven. Um, right. And, and the, the older, older we grow, the, the less memory we have of, of our, our, our spirit memory in heaven. So it's, it's, it's important to reattach to that, you know, when, when you at salvation with Jesus. So, um, and that's a whole nother show too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we could do a show, you know, live spiritually as a five-year-old, but uh, as an adult with, with wisdom uh, and, and you'll be fine. You need to keep your, your childhood you spirit go. and your uh, Faith like adult wisdom. What's that? Faith like a child. You know, the Lord says, unless you have faith like a child, you, you're not getting into heaven. So That makes sense. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, in fact, that's when, you know, five years old was when I think I had the world pretty much figured out. And ever since then, it's conditioning. <laughs> you know, but if <laughs> it is, it really is. So just take, take who you are at five and, and look at the world as, as you did at five and everything will make sense to you. You know, you can tell because things are very clear to five year olds. What's that? Yeah. I, you know, the, the old saying, everything I, I need to know, um, I learned in kindergarten. Yeah. No, not in kindergarten because that's, that's, that's German for, you know, kids' garden or whatever. It's, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the old Prussian school model of oppression. But no, I'd say by five years old, most people have the world figured out. They know that there are boys and girls and men and women. You know, they know that they're good people and bad people. They know that they have gut feelings mm-hmm. and instincts. They know, pretty much by five, you know mm-hmm. everything that you really need to survive. And then after, like I say, it's conditioning. And the whole point of conditioning is to take you away from all the instincts and good knowledge you have at five. So if you go back to your five-year-old self and realize and look at the world that same way, but with the, the experience, so you don't have to make certain mistakes again, um, you know, and the wisdom of being older. So, so you, you know, you get older and you gain experience and all that other kind of stuff, but just, but you still have, you still look at the world as five-year-old, then everything makes sense. You know, so when these idiots come along with yeah. these trans folks and say, you can do this and that, and, uh, you know, and all this other nonsense that's going on in the world today as, as everything's, as the crazy people are out, you look at it at five, what would you say to them if you're five? You'd say, you're an idiot. You can't do that. <laughs> you, know, you, you just come out with it, right? This is why five-year-olds are great. I know. Um, yeah. I know. You know they are listening in on their conversations, you know, and they'll, a five-year-old has no problem saying, you're so dumb. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they say something ridiculous. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But, but adults don't want to say that because they don't want to offend people. Kids don't care. Yeah. If they think you're stupid, they'll tell well, you. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're unrestrained, no filter. But the filter is the problem. That's what gets people in trouble, because then they're afraid to say something when they should. Well, and yes, we have been um, conditioned this way. This is true. But we are now into Bonnie's time. Bonnie's not here this week, so I, I would have she's I would have said something. No, she's got uh, stuff to do, so so she'll, she's off this week. In Stop. fact, I've invited okay. every every reporter. This is why I put uh, we have a we have an action radio group chat, which is only for action people so everybody uh, oh marco's back okay. by the way he came back a while ago so so marco good to hear from you oh, good. uh in the netherlands and sorry we were out for two days not my fault <laughs> you know, it's, it's a blog talk thing. I, wasn't like, really I wasn't like on a, yeah, i wasn't like on a beach i was gonna say a beach in maui but i really can't say that now um what do you think of that do you have a couple more minutes or do you have to yeah. go um 
yeah, well, I, I posted on, you know, some of the action radio pages about the interesting fire rings that are burning in perfect circles uh, in Maui. Fires yeah. don't burn in perfect circles, by the way. Uh, you know they don't. And an article Crops don't out, grow in perfect circles uh, either, morning. by the way. But nothing in nature happens yeah. in a perfect circle. Nothing in nature happens in a straight yeah. line. You know, there is no nope. there is no single plant that uh, occupies an orchard. You know, if you look at a forest, it's always, you know, multiple species of everything. It's called biodiversity. This word diversity is actually a good thing. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. getting back to Maui, uh, mm-hmm. saw an article this morning where, you know, we, we just done giving like a, a gajillion dollars to Ukraine again. Of course. Um, got to keep and, the killing going yes, for the war that can't be won. Yeah. I mean, this is that's just, you know, yeah. that's what governments do. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, Brandon decides that um, the victims of the Maui fires only need $700 each. <laughs> How yeah. insulting is that? And, and, and that's after his no, no comment, you know, comment. Well, I'm surprised because uh, Hawaii is a liberal state. I know with East Palestine, uh, those are Republicans and, and white people, so uh, they had no interest in helping them. And they're still hurting, you know, from the train derailment. Uh, where they blew up the mm-hmm. chemicals right there in the town instead of containing them and removing them, which is what they should have done and could have done. And that but, they're uh, still doing, by the way. Oh, yeah. And, um, but Pete Buttigieg, you know, claim to fame, yeah. Pete Buttigieg, who yeah. married a dude, and, and that excuses everything. Yeah. <laughs> but but Maui, Maui's, yeah. I, I've got my own research that I've been doing the last few days. This is why I never come up with a story right away. But I'm just curious what, what you think. Uh, the direct, the, have you seen well, the video? Did you send me the video, or somebody sent me a video which I posted of, of these direct circles? Yeah, I, I, these circles I posted, you know. it. I posted yeah. it on the page. Um, okay. But, but he, here's the thing: um, the same guy uh, who was in charge—I don't remember his name at the moment—who was in charge of the um, Las Vegas Pelletier. shooting. I think it was Pelletier. I saw the video too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, he was saying that. Um, when the fires started that things were getting under control until all of a sudden the fire hydrants ran out of water. How about that? Um, just like all of them, all the hydrants at the same time ran out of water. Almost like somebody turned and off the water, isn't it? Almost <laughs> Which wouldn't surprise. like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. how about that? Yeah. Um, so that, that's suspicious. Now, I don't know how much water they had. I don't know how much water pressure they had. I don't know if they've ever had a fire there. Like this. Well, they haven't had a fire like this, certainly not in the last 100 years. So the question is, did they have enough water to start with? Did they have an adequate water supply? Maui's apparently pretty dry. I had no idea. It's not like Oahu where it rains every five minutes. But it's pretty dry island. No. They have low water alarms. Well, the, all, if you ask any firefighter, um, they have low water alarms okay. on all hydrants. Mm-hmm. And they never went off. Mm-hmm. They just stopped. Mm-hmm. Something else so, suspicious too. Yeah. No, that's that's the water problem is it needs to be investigated. Uh, another one is they they left power on. So so my from what I've been gathering is they did the same thing California did. Um, stupid leftist land management. They let the trees and branches and shrubs and everything mm-hmm. else grow around the power lines. And when they get dry and the power lines slap together and make sparks, guess what? All that stuff catches fire. Now, if you look up San Bruno yep. from about six years ago, it's exactly the same thing. And PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, paid out you know, billions of dollars. Uh, and then they had, I think, the same thing happened up in Paradise with those big wildfires. Uh, it always happens yeah. in the fall, you know, which is where we're headed for now, when the conditions are the driest. 
uh, when the winds are the highest. Mm-hmm. That's why the hurricanes happen in the fall, September, 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 October. Okay, that's just a crazy time of year for weather. It just is. And so the fact that this happened on Maui, the fact that in fact somebody videotaped, you know, I think within hours of the fire starting. Look at all this. You know, you've got all these tree branches, and you saw these branches growing all over these wires. Well, I remember Rush Limbaugh was making a big deal about this, too. He said, what is the problem with California? This is back six, seven years ago. He says, we know what the problem is. You know, you don't let trees grow around power lines. You know, we have some power lines in Milton, you know, and, and uh, the, the, they've cut everything away from them, which is fine. I mean, you know, whether you want the power lines or not, uh, and quite frankly, I'd rather have, you know, gasoline and things like that, organic fuels. Um, but uh, you need electricity. And, but at least keep them, keep, put the towers high enough and keep them away from the trees. Why would you want that? You know, especially in places with hurricanes and things. You know, when the power lines come down, the first thing they're going to do is cause a fire. So then the fires go all over the place. And here's the other thing. They didn't turn off the power. Well, that was stupid. Why would you – even if you, if you thought, you know, that it's just a remote possibility that the fires are started by power lines, why wouldn't you just turn the power off just in case for a little while, at least until you figure out what's going on? They didn't. So we don't know about the water. We don't know about the power. And, uh, you know, the little circular things look a little interesting, too. <laughs> Oprah's pace, Oprah, <laughs> wasn't Oprah's house completely safe, though? Isn't that, isn't that kind of ironic or something? Yes. Or what? Okay. Yes. So, yes. Now and, how how and, close yeah, was and, she to the fires? So that's another interesting fact. How close was she to the fires? Um, I don't know the proximity. I just know she's in that area. Um, and okay. the backlash, the public backlash over that has just been amazingly loud. Um, so she haven't heard that. I've been, has, I've been out of it for a little while. What's going on? Yeah, and so uh, Oprah has decided since everybody's angry that, you know, her 300 acres or whatever it was uh, is safe that um, that she's going to make a, a, a large donation to the community. And I'm thinking, well, that's nice. You know, I'm sure it's probably going to be more than, you know, Brandon's $700. But uh, uh-huh. the point is, you know, that there's a lot of land that is desirable around there. Mm-hmm. That um, that the um, certain elites have been trying to buy. So mm-hmm. isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, land control is interesting uh, as to who gets it and what. We were talking. I was arguing with Bill earlier about uh, you know Chinese communist farmland in Florida, and he was saying that you can't confiscate it. It's like well, it never should have been. They never should have been allowed to buy it in the first place. So that's different than uh, you know private property of American citizens. And, I, and we, we we sort of debated that for a while. But uh, yeah, uh, land control is going to be huge. You know what else is interesting, too, and I've got a story on this for, for a little later on. We've we got a free-for-all. I'm hoping some more of the reporters from Monday and Tuesday call in because uh, it would be nice for everybody to meet. But apparently there's a lot of fires in recycling places. I don't know if you've noticed that. It's like they go in through – uh, well, let me pull up the story real quick. There's uh, – yeah, let's see if we get this one here. You're breaking up a little bit. Oh, I am? Oh, okay. I've probably got too many windows open. Oh, let me see if I can find this here. America under attack, massive blaze in Pensacola marks NI, oh, ninth, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's in capital letters, ninth recycling plant fire in first half of August alone. So remember when um, during COVID, all the hydroxychloroquine factories are blowing up? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the food processing, yeah. right? Okay. So then the food processing plants blew up, you know, a little while and then after the that. And the The eggplants, yeah, eggplants. <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually. Um, yeah, the farms, yeah. the plants, the, uh, and then the train started derailing <laughs> and now we're getting fires in the recycling. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then all the power substations were, were shot up. They were, they were being attacked. Yeah. And, yeah. And now Tyson foods is, is closing chicken plants and yeah. Why are they closing chicken plants? 
uh, well, they, they give, you know, the excuse of, you know, that they're um, not making the money that they, that they thought they would on a certain plant, but it's only the chicken plants, and everybody eats chicken, so shut up. Everybody eats chicken, yeah. Oh, here we go. This is from J.D. Rucker, one of my favorite columnists, uh, in his article August 16th, so that would be today. He says, climate change, the obsession with it by cultists who desperately want to be proven right about the end of the world, have prompted dozens of known and likely hundreds of unverified arson attacks this summer in the name of convincing us that heat of the season isn't normal and cow farts are going to kill us all. This is why I like this writer, right? Remember all Canadian fires? Remember, you ever see the satellite picture? They all start at the same time. Isn't that fascinating? Yes, it was. Hmm. There are no coincidences, folks. Then it says, it would appear that someone, whether cultists or more nefarious players, pushing the globalist plans have selected a new target for their escapades. Recycling plants are going up in flames across the country. And, of course, every event is an opportunity for corporate media to blame climate change. Well, not all. One yep. of the nine recent fires has been blamed on a likely faulty battery. Okay, so there we go. So recycling plants. Fascinating. Am I still breaking up or can you hear me okay? Um, just a little bit, but you're, you're better than you were. Okay. Well, it generally, it's the more windows I get rid of, the, rid of the better. So I, I try to keep yeah. my windows down. Yeah. We'll get rid of that one. I'll hold up for now. We'll see if we can do it anyway. But yeah, so uh, th- these aren't coincidences. These are definitely um, all orchestrated, you know, but, uh, but it's fascinating. And, and so we keep going, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So uh, I should probably let you go here in a bit, um, but you think it's going to be a busy end of the year for, for action radio. Uh, it's going to be a very busy end of the year for everybody. <laughs> Um, just, oh, that's true. There's, the only difference is going to be some are going to be prepared and most won't. So, mm. you know, just, just, I'm just trying to tell you, you know, uh, Noah was mocked for 100 years while he was building the ark. You know, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't a conspiracy anymore when it started to rain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know what we call conspiracies around here? You're breaking up again. Oh. That's so weird. You know, I just say that it's interesting that I haven't had any problems with breakups, breaking up for, for you know, of my signal for a long time. And now it's starting today. Let's ask Marco. Hey, Marco, how do well, you hear me over there in the Netherlands? All right, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say that well, conspiracies, I, conspiracy I, I, I around here. Go ahead. <laughs> does get crazy around here. But um, everybody, I wish you a wonderful day. Uh, go out and get prepared. Uh, put some extra in your pantry. Uh, get some gold and silver, preferably silver, while you still can. Um, and uh, that way you won't be dependent on the uh, CBDC uh, for what you can and cannot do. And I just hope that everybody can just take the advice of get to know Jesus and bow now, avoid the rush. Sounds good to me. And just in final closing, oh, Marco says we sound fine, which is great. Um, but uh, in closing, um, what we call conspiracy around, uh, conspiracies around here, ongoing investigations. That's what they are. Yes, so, right. so your conspiracy theory is our ongoing investigation. So just, you know, just put that in perspective. Okay. Bye, Wendy. See you next week. Bye. Okay. <sighs> okay. Now, for the rest of the show, I have no idea what's going to happen because <laughs> we're, we're kind of open here. Um, and so it's going to be, uh, I think, quite interesting. Hopefully, it'll be more than just Marco and me, you know, texting back and forth. But I've got a lot of information, a lot of stories, and and so we're going to uh, plow through those here. Um, hopefully, I've invited our other reporters, Jonathan, 
Dorothy, Brianna, uh, and Josie from Monday and Tuesday because they couldn't come on because uh, nobody was on. Blog Talk Radio was having connection problems. They apparently fixed those, which is great. Um, and I don't know, Marco, is the signal any better uh, or any worse? Or, or any, Well, you say it's not worse, which is good. But if it sounds better, then they must have fixed something and they've maybe improved something. I don't know. I'll have to listen to the podcast and we'll see. Anyway, it's 819. We've got uh, half the show. <laughs> We're just getting started here. So uh, issues, feel free. You can do uh, uh, live text. You can, uh, if you want to call the show from anywhere in the world, we've got the Skype line. Um, we've got the other stuff here. And well, let me just play my information thing. And that'll make a lot more sense to you. And we'll be back in a little bit. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com. W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. Please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. 
The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stores Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stores Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Great Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is greatcare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at greatcare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Great Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Joe Biden's Dark Winter. No freedom, no liberty, no guns, no representation, no oil, no coal, no nuclear power, no space force, no constitution, no family gatherings, no vacations, just taxes, work, misery, masks, lockdowns, and ever more government. This is what will happen if you let Marxists steal the election. This has been a public service announcement of Action Radio, reminding you it's time to get off your butt and save your country. Action Radio, part of the ADHD Radio Network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. Okay, I'm back live. Um, 
And uh, as it turns out, I made that uh, Biden piece before the 2020 election. And the Marxists did steal the country. And these are the dark times that, uh, that I, I uh, you know, guessed uh, would happen back then. I made that as a joke. I really thought that, nah, there's no way this is going to happen. And yet here we are. Um, so the show's open. The whole rest of the show is wide open. I've got Marco in the Netherlands. I've got uh, a couple of reporters who might be calling in. Who knows when? You know, so we're definitely a free fall here uh, or, or free flowing. Whatever, whatever happens now happens. This is what uh, makes live radio so interesting. But there's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, I have been very busy on Facebook uh, writing all kinds of things. And so I got a couple of them for you here. Um, one of the things we're trying to figure out is, is why the Republican geldings are so bad. I mean, they're, they're normally total wimps, but they're even worse now. Uh, there's a few people talking a good game, the House Freedom Caucus, but they're not actually doing anything. Um, There's no call for uh, Republican attorney generals to start arresting arresting and prosecuting Democrats. Why not? You know, for every Trump indictment, there should be two Democrats indicted on something. You know, we know they stole the election, so go after them. But they're not doing it. And so you've got uh, one uh, side, the the Democrat Marxist side, that is completely free and can do anything they want. There's no consequence for their actions. They don't have to comply with the law. They're they're pretty much uh, open to... uh, as much power as they want, and they become so greedy, so avaricious, so obsessed with their own power that uh, they become Machiavellian. You know, the, not, not only do the ends justify the means, as Marx said, but uh, the means are doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, if, if we can do it, it's okay. You know, it's it's uh, it's a very strange phenomenon that there's no controls on these people, and yet the Democrat Party is probably the most dangerous terrorist, domestic terrorist group that's ever existed in this country. You know, they used to have their own groups like the KKK and things like that. But what is more dangerous to this country than the Democrat Party? I mean, name something. Name any group that, that does as much damage and causes as much crime and, and makes kids as ignorant as the Democrat school system, Democrat housing project, Democrat city, Democrat mayors, Democrat city councils, Democrat police chiefs. You know, name anything that's more dangerous in this country than, you know, Democrat Party members. I can't think of anything. So the best thing to do is to either outvote them, decertify, get rid of, or, or take party membership out of people while in elective office. And we're working on that, too. But there's some fundamental changes we need to make. But if the Democrats were, were not a, a well-established political party, if they just came along and did all the things they did, sponsoring Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the KKK and every other group they have and taking over the college campuses and all the things they've done, they'd be a domestic terrorist group and then I'll be in jail. We'd be a better country if that were the case. And so we need to neutralize um, politically the Democrat Party uh, through rhetoric, through action, through uh, when I say action, I'm talking about you know, verbal. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I never advocate violence on the show because, first of all, it's, it's terrible. It's unnecessary. It's, it's cruel. And there's no reason for it. OK, um, so you can still neutralize these people politically by arguing against them, defending against them, uh, putting stuff in the papers against them and just, you know, speaking out. And that's what we do here. We speak out all the time. Um, you know, I speak out against the FBI KGB for being a domestic terrorist force as well, the equivalent to any secret police force anywhere in the country. You know, and that's what they do. And so we need to change that. They need to change that. And nobody should work for anybody who works for the FBI KGB who doesn't believe in their, what they're doing should leave. And they should. Well, it's my career. I want my pension. That's not, that's not a good enough excuse. Okay, I'm sorry. That's why they give you the good pay and the good pension so that you do things that, uh, you know, are inhumane and illegal and everything else. You look at the, uh, the 74-year-old man or 75-year-old man that was killed. Well, he's off the headlines already. Well, that was a political assassination. He was murdered by the FBI uh, because he posted a couple of nasty things about Brandon. Now, it's, now it's true. It's, it's really dumb, and it's actually illegal to make threats against public officials. So don't do it. 
But on the other hand, you know, do you, do you die for it? Do you, do you get killed for it? Do you get, uh, does the FBI come busting your door down at, you know, six in the morning to a 75 year old man who's taking care of his blind son, shoot him and leave him to die in the front yard. As I heard, I only heard that story once, by the way, I'm still trying to verify it, but apparently the FBI, you know, dragged him into the front yard and that's where he died bleeding to death. And so although that's a disgusting image, um, that's not being talked about, but that's a vital part of the story. All right. So there was no due process. There was no interview. Um, there was no, they just said, well, he's armed. We've got to kill him. Was he armed? I, we don't know. So, but with this, there's other things that are interesting about that. There was no press conference. Where's the press conference? They always have a press conference. You know, where are the agents that went in and bravely killed the 75 year old crippled man and his blind son? Where were the agents that, that proudly, you know, did their duty? How come they're not getting recognition for, for their, their, their huge sacrifice and acts of extreme bravery under, under duress of a 75 year old man and his blind son? No press conferences. No, the story's gone. Did you ever notice that? Okay, so what was that story all about? It was a message. You know, anytime the government kills people, it's a message. Why did they kill Randy Weaver's wife and kid? To send a message. Lon Horiyuchi was the assassin for the, the DEA or FBI, I forgot which. Lon Horiyuchi showed up at Waco a little bit later as an assassin. <laughs> okay. The FBI ATF killed a whole bunch of Branch Davidians to prove how tough they were so that the ATF could get a bigger budget. It's called Operation Showtime. Well, it should have been called Operation Justice, but of course there was no justice. They didn't contact the local sheriff who, who knew David Koresh, and they could have easily interviewed him. He talked, the sheriff talked to David Koresh whenever he wanted to. I just heard a report that the um, Oregon, uh, is it Oregon where they had this happen? State police. They didn't know anything about the FBI being there. Well, that should be illegal. The FBI should be able to take no action, no law enforcement action in any state uh, unless the, uh, the, the state, the local and the state police know about it. I don't even think the FBI should be armed. I've got a whole bill on, on disarming the feds. So if they want to use the force of arms, then they have to bring local police with them because local police know the local situation. So they're, they're the only ones that should carry guns. No, if, no government uh, officer or official should be, should be armed. There's nothing in the Constitution that gives them permission to carry guns. So they should all be disarmed. There's 287,000 armed bureaucrats. It's an army larger than most countries. <laughs> so we have more armed bureaucrats than most countries have armies. It's kind of interesting to think about. In fact, we have more armed bureaucrats than we do armed Marines by, uh, by 100,000 or so. 185,000 Marines, 287,000 armed bureaucrats. The bureaucrat army is actually larger than Marines. That should scare you, you know, because the Marines you know, go attack other countries to, to save us from those other countries. That's their job. Well, who are the bureaucrats going to declare war on? Well, they don't have any jurisdiction outside the United States, so this is an easy question. They declare war on us. So now they kill by example to threaten. Okay, so, so people get killed periodically just to show who's the boss. So they, they killed Randy Weaver's wife and, and, and kids because so, he proved they're the boss. They, they wiped, uh, Bill Clinton wipes out the Branch Davidians because he's the boss, right? Uh, and now, and I think Obama had some people kill. I'm not sure which, but uh, I know that, uh, I have to look into that to, to find out for sure. But uh, Brandon, yeah, just had this guy killed. Who's the boss? He is. All right. The federal government's the boss. You don't have any rights. They can walk into your house at six in the morning. You know, if you're 75 years old, overweight and crippled, uh, taking care of your blind son and just shoot you dead. And that's not being talked about. Why isn't it being talked about? Why did that story disappear? Again, where are the press conferences? You know, where's the notoriety? Where's the, where's the interview with the, the brave FBI officials? The special agents, they don't have an agent anymore, they're special agents, okay? So, special agent, FBI, what, uh, how come you killed the old guy? 
you know, I mean, I want to know. The other interesting thing as I ramble on here um, is that what's going on with Trump. Now, what's happening with Trump is fascinating. So I wrote something down uh, on Facebook and see if this makes sense to you. I wrote what is fascinating and repulsive at the same time is that Trump is being indicted for saying the election was stolen. And that's fraud because he knows Biden won. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. When the reality is that he is being charged by the people who stole the election to cover up that they stole the election because they knew Biden could never beat Trump in an honest election, which is why they stole it and have to convict Trump of their crimes in order to cover up their crimes. Does that make sense? So the people who stole the election have to convict Trump of fraud saying that he said the election was stolen. And the people that are going after him are the people that stole the election. You know, there was the illegal government. That's Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the trial by Kafka. That's, that's just insane. Then I wrote down another Facebook post. The question is not whether Trump will pardon himself. People say, oh, he, can, he might pardon himself as president. Okay, that's not the point. This is about whether the cases will, uh, will be court enjoined, in other words, brought together, uh, until after the election, and then Trump arrests the prosecutors. See, that would be the interesting part, too, right? So, so what Trump can do, hopefully will do, is that he gets together, uh, or the Justice Department gets all the cases together, puts them under one case. So, and they can do that. They, they lump cases together all the time, class actions and different things like that. They put them all together because it's the same case, right? And uh, same case against Trump, same bogus charges. And so they can say, okay, well, we're enjoining this. Uh, in other words, no action will be taken on this until after the election because you can't prosecute somebody while they're running for office because that's what you're prosecuting them for is to get them to not run for office. Okay, that's illegal. So all these things are illegal anyway, they, but they don't care because they figure they'll do the damage before the election. It doesn't matter if it happens, you know, if the appeals after the election show the case is out. They don't care if the charges are thrown out. They just want to disrupt Trump before the election, and that's, and that's illegal. You can't do that. Um, and so that'd be interesting to see what's, what's happening as far as that goes. What else have written down here? The DOG, DOJ, KGB, thinks if they say ongoing investigation, Congress can ask no questions. Oversight requires questions to prove it's not an ongoing cover-up. That's another thing, too, that's interesting. Gates pointed this out, Matt Gates, my congressman. And he was talking about the idea that uh, the, the federal uh, um, folks, you know, like, like Chris Ray of the FBI, or any of the any of the Department of Justice, in fact, anybody in the government, you know, they they have this you know cone of silence, this wall of isolation, this uh, this this uh, very strange phenomena. If they say, well, this is part of an ongoing investigation, and I'm like, well, so what? So it's an ongoing investigation. So what? What you, you know, you don't give away all the the information that's going to help the people you're investigating, but you can still tell us what you're investigating, what's going on. You have to, either open or closed session, but per, you know, hopefully open, because Congress says open oversight. So if you're going to, if Congress, you know, Congress can't do their oversight, if they can't ask questions about an investigation, how does, how does Congress know the investigation is going well or proper? You know, it's like the whole Mueller thing with uh, the whole Russia fraud, Russia, 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 you know, steel dossier, you know, Russia, Trump's an agent of Russia, Russia hoax, right? Okay. That was an ongoing investigation, which went on for two years. Well, Congress immediately stopped it and investigated it. So, wait a minute, what are, you, what are you people investigating? You know, where, where's your evidence? Present something, you know, and they didn't do it. So, you know, but this idea that something is an ongoing investigation you can't talk about, it, it's just crazy. That makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, what else we got for the last one here? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, the Maui fires. Yeah, the Maui. We talked a little bit about that already, the Maui fires. Really kind of interesting. And again, there's a lot going on here. What seems to make the most sense to me is that being liberals, 
They have these stupid forest management policies where they, they don't want to cut the trees. They don't want to trim back the brush. They don't want to do anything. So they, they let the, the power lines themselves become overgrown. Branches all around them, you know, like, like creeping vines and things. So these, these trees and vines were growing up all over these power lines. And eventually they um, caught fire. And then, but the question is, how, why did the island burn so rapidly? And what happened with the water pressure? Uh, what about those, those crazy circles? <laughs> that's going to be interesting, too. Uh, some people say that, that's a do. A DEW, a direct energy weapon, in other words, a laser weapon. Well, I got some stories here on, on China improving the lasers, so it's kind of interesting. Um, so we shall see. Anyway, I don't want to talk for, for another hour and 20 minutes by myself, so uh, hopefully some of my other reporters will join in. This really is a talk show for other people besides me. So let me see if I can find it. I wonder if there's an interview I didn't, didn't get a chance to play for you. Take a look through my, my long list of things. Uh, I was going to play the uh, – this might <laughs> Uh, and I'll save the steel, steel uh, tempest. So last week I goofed. Um, I had an uh, interview with uh, this robotics team from uh, Pensacola Christian College, uh, private school. And I played the one with the commercials in it. <laughs> so I had to stop that one. And now I put the real one in. I put the proper one in here. But I don't think I want to play that one yet because because, because it's um, – I'm waiting for the group. We're going to try and get the group together. i got to talk to them. I should call them a couple of days ago. So i got other things here. Any of the ones I haven't played yet. Uh, I'll play a few of these. Few of these. Yeah, let me see what I can got here. Might be time to play a Mark Thornton interview again because those are really good. So we'll see. I don't think I have... Uh, no, I think I played all of them. Oh, that's okay. Maybe I'll do the hurricane prep one. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad thing because we're coming into hurricane. We're in hurricane season now, but that might be uh, an interesting one to do uh, if I get bored here. Um, but anyway, let me see if I can... Uh, maybe take another quick break here. Play, play something short. I don't think I that, that I can play for a little bit. I've been taking a lot of breaks because if I have to talk to myself, talk to myself the whole time, I, I get, you know, like say half an hour, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need much more time than that. Let me just take a musical break. I haven't done that for a while. I'm improvising. Can you tell? <laughs> Should be kind of fun. All right. Let's see. Let's, 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 I think it's time for a little jazz. Let's sort of lighten things up a little bit here. Let me get some, uh, my favorite little jazz piece. Do, 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 uh, Here we go. Be right back.
Okay, now I feel better. <laughs> That's good. So it's nice to take a little, little jazz break, a little music break. I gotta find some, you know, heavy metal crunching. You know, I, I gotta get some more sound effects on here. So that's another one of my projects to do. But let's get through some of the news stories. Uh, see if we can get us all caught up here because there's many things going on. Uh, Soldier Fortune talking about the the drug connection. Uh, we've got uh, the wildfires in both California from years ago and now. Uh, in Maui. Uh, and this report here from America First, J.D. Rucker, one of my favorites. I started um, before before our jazz break. America under attack, massive blaze in Pensacola. Pensacola's next town over to me. That's only a half an hour drive. So, uh, you know, ninth recycling plant fire in the first half of August alone. So why are all the recycling plant, plants blowing up? It says one likely cause is a faulty battery. Then he says, I w- then J.D. Rucker says, I still blame the cultists though I'm reserving room for the possibility of it being the globalist with an even darker agenda in play. Where I don't leave room is for the notion that it's all a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences either. He says that nine 
recycling plants went up in flames the first two weeks in August when it's hard to find any single month the last five years that had more than one or two incidents. Well, I can see why recycling plants would have fires because they got a lot of flammable material, especially cardboard, paper, things like that. And of course, the plastic makes you know, dangerous fumes. So it's, it's, not, it's not impossible to believe recycling plants won't catch fire. You know, but uh, what's impossible to believe is that nine of them uh, in two weeks is, is, not, is a coincidence. Oh, just, yeah, nothing to see here. Yeah, it didn't happen. Okay, fine. Yeah, they just, you know, yeah, don't believe it. Anyway, he says it's, uh, it's uh, sorry, yeah. He says most, most recycling plants had none because recycling plant fires just weren't a thing until now. And they got a video of the, the thing in Pensacola. This is in our special investigations uh, page of my many, my 20 Facebook groups. That's where you find the good stuff in terms of investigations. Things we don't know the answers to. That's what goes in, in that particular group. He says recycling plant fires create a very noteworthy statement for those seeking to blame climate change. The billowing smoke and foul stench, yeah, because it's plastics, right? It's, it's actually dangerous plastics, tires, things like that. In recycling uh, plants, you know, they're not supposed to burn, okay? And it's supposed to be recycled. <laughs> That's the difference, right? Is the billowing smoke and foul stench draw attention and prompt local media to cover the events profusely? It can often be seen from miles away and can linger for days. Yeah, smells really bad. That's the big problem. It says recycling plant fires are the perfect narrative builders for cultists. So global warming is a cult. Okay, um, these people that are trying to get rid of carbon dioxide are insane. You get rid of carbon dioxide, the plants are going to die. The plants die, we die. There's nothing wrong with carbon dioxide. In fact, we need a lot more of it. In fact, if the air were saturated with carbon dioxide, you know, greater than half a percent, which is what it is, right? Say it was like 10%. You know, well, that's maybe too much. I don't know, whatever it is. But uh, since there are a lot of plants, a lot more plants than there are animals, and oxygen is 22% of the, of the uh, um the atmosphere, that uh, we could have a lot more carbon dioxide and be fine, just fine. 1%, 2%, 5%, I don't know. You know, it doesn't matter. We still got plenty of oxygen. And so this is, this is quite crazy. Gas is nitrogen. 72% of the, of the gas up there is nitrogen. Well, plants use that too, but they have, it has to be in, a, in the right form for them to use it. But uh, nitrogen. Well, what is nitrogen gas used for? Not a whole lot. <laughs> you know, and yet 72% of our, ac- our, our atmosphere is nitrogen. Go figure, right? Anyway, it says that these, uh, it says, then again, this is also, this, they also pose a perfect opportunity for globalists and depopulationists to release other toxins into the atmosphere. In other words, they're trying to kill us from many different ways. So this is speculation with absolutely zero evidence. But hy- hypothetically, if the powers that be wanted certain chemicals released into the lower atmosphere, uh, then using recycling plant fires to spread coast to coast would offer them literal smoke screens to hide their plants. This is reminiscent of burn pits. You guys remember burn pits? Burn pits were all the pollutants, uh, all, all the stuff that were in Iraq and Afghanistan. When they wanted to get rid of stuff, they burned it in a burn pit. And the soldiers that were around the burn pits all got horrible diseases. Well, because of all the chemicals that were released when that stuff was burned. Well, the same thing happens when you have a recycling fire. You know, don't, don't you ever you know, cover your nose and hold your breath when you pass by a bunch of tires burning? Because the fumes are poisonous, right? You're in your car. You're already there. What can you do? Right? Anyway, but little things like that. Uh, but uh, it, it seems to me this is like a big burn pit, right? This is, after all, they can't keep derailing trains or somebody might get suspicious. Yeah, exactly. So they derailed a few trains. You know, pipelines are next. God forbid. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens as this goes. But, yeah, all these, all these accidents, food processing plants, airplanes flying into food processing plants, hydroxychloroquine plants blowing up when we need them for, uh, to fight COVID, it just, all this stuff is quite fascinating. 
He says, here's a list of this month recycling plant carnage. Okay. And so, I, again, if you want to convince people that uh, climate change is killing everybody, then have a bunch of fires in the summertime and say, well, this is all caused by climate change. But if fires are caused by heat, then they must be put out by cold. And I don't know about you, but I, I remember several winters with some pretty bad fires. I mean, how many big cities have fires in the wintertime killing whole apartment buildings full of people? Well, that couldn't happen because, you know, the fires only burn in the summertime when it's hot, right? Yeah, no. August 1st, Vincent, Texas, small fire, but perhaps their efforts were thwarted. <laughs> August 3rd, Jacksonville, Florida. August 6th, Albuquerque, New Mexico. August 9th, Oakland, California. August 11th, Brockton, Massachusetts. August, uh, also August 11th, Houston, Texas. Ooh, they, got, they must have done a flight. August 12th, Glendale, Arizona. August 12th, Boston, Massachusetts. I really like Massachusetts. Interesting. And August 16th, Pensacola, Florida, the next town to me. Why Florida? Why Pensacola? Pensacola is full of a bunch of conservatives. Anyway, I find that interesting. So you find that in uh, J.D. Rucker's column, or you'll find it in my um, special investigations page. Here's another story. This is from, uh, actually, Daniel Greenfield, but uh, it was published by um, Robert Spencer of Jihad Watch, who says, Biden regime says Iran won't, won't uh, I guess should say, be able to buy weapons with the $6 billion that are being paid in ransom. Where do they get all this money from? Well, they print it, which means inflation, which means we pay for it in, uh, in extra taxes. So we're paying $6 billion to, for ransom for Iran. You know, and they say they won't buy weapons. Of course they're going to buy weapons. They're going to buy nukes from somebody. Yeah. Anyway, he's, this is by uh, Daniel Greenfield, August 15th, so yesterday. He says, uh, we, Iran will have full and direct access to its released assets. Oh, that's interesting. Tough question. Whom do you believe, the terrorists or their accomplices? Yeah. Is, after announcing a $6 billion ransom for five hostages, wow, that's like $1.2 billion per hostage. The Biden insurrection, my word, is claiming that the money stored in Qatar or Gutter, depending on who you talk to, an ally of Iran, pronounced Iran, will only be used for, quote, humanitarian purposes. Yeah, like killing Israel. <laughs> that's the, that's their, that's the, 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 then that's a humanitarian purpose, right? Uh, Iran is denying that. Oh, big surprise. Quote here, White House spokesperson John Kirby told reporters that the United States would have, quote, full visibility into where any released Iranian funds are directed and used. Oh, right, sure. An estimated $6 billion in Iranian assets are now held in South Korea. Why are they held in South Korea? He says, essentially, the funds can only be accessed for food, medicine, medical equipment that would not have to not have a dual military use. And there would be a rigorous process of due diligence and standards applied with input from the U.S. Treasury Department. Well, the Treasury Department lies to us constantly. They say that we have to raise the debt ceiling to meet our obligations, when the truth is they raise their obligations above the debt ceiling first and then want us to raise the debt ceiling to meet their previous illegal obligations. He says, I'm old enough to remember, old enough that I remember when Kirby and the administration, the illegal one, were promising the same thing in Afghanistan. Then the State Department decided it wouldn't cooperate with the Afghanistan watchdog or let employees talk to investigators uh, without a lawyer present. So I'm sure we can trust these fine folks who have never blatantly fed it, lied to us before and never will again. Shit, that's all they do is lie to us. It's a, here's a quote from uh, someone here. This is a dishonest claim manufactured by bitter people. Iran will have full and direct access to its released assets. In other words, they can spend it where they want. There will be no Qatari companies involved. Iranian banks will have full control, and they can purchase goods and services without any limitation or restriction. That would be nuclear weapons, right? Uh, this is a top advisor to Iran. 
Anyway, that's the news on that. Yeah. Not surprised. Don't think I can do about it anyway. Uh, a couple of stories here on California. I think I take a break for the Maui stories and the California stories. We've done that for a while. I'm going to play some short, some short bits. Let's see if I have a little, uh, little Tchaikovsky put us in the mood. Where's my Tchaikovsky piece? Do, 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 do. Oh, that's too long. I don't like that one. Oh, hang on here. Let's get you a little... Uh, let's try this. Give you a minute break. It's the only station I know where we play classical music between <laughs> stories. So these horrible stories that I read, and it plays really nice classical uh, bits to sort of, uh, you know, break up the, the monotony. So to show you there's beauty in the world and hell at the same time. Beauty, hell. That's how it goes. All right. So here's Gateway Pundit. Uh, new details emerge about 75-year-old Utah. Oh, it was Utah where they did this. Man gunned down by FBI agents. Neighbor captures footage showing the moments before he was killed. Wasn't that special? Anyway, so go to Gateway Pundit. And that would be Cullen Leinbarger, C-U-L-L-E-N-L-I-N-E-B-A-R-G-E-R. That's a great name there, Cullen Leinbarger. Imagine that with the evening newscast, and now the evening news with Cullen Leinbarger. <laughs> Sorry, Cullen, your name sounds funny. And of course, Greg Pangos is no great shakes either. Um, this is the story that's already gone away because the message is out there to Americans, to patriots, independents, Republicans. Don't mess with Brandon, you're going to get killed. That's the message. All right. Don't make threats to Brandon. Brandon's Brandon's the president. Brandon won in a free and fair election. Don't say anything against Brandon. You know, we're going to kill you. Okay. I get the message. I I, uh, dispute it. I disagree with it. I reject it. Uh, I condemn it. (laughs) You know, all your actions, but that's what happened. Story says Christina Lila reported Wednesday that 75-year-old, a 75-year-old Utah man and Trump supporter, oh no, that was his crime, Craig Robertson was shot and killed early Wednesday morning during an FBI raid. According to reports, Robertson was facing three counts after posting threats to Joe Biden, interstate threats, threats against the president. Well, <laughs> like we say, Joe Biden's not the president, but he is sitting in the White House. And so if you make a threat against the person sitting in the White House, generally that carries the same weight as threatening the president. 
uh, and they're going to kill you for it, <laughs> apparently. Anyway, uh, threats against the president and the influencing uh, and influencing, impeding and retaliating against federal law enforcement officers by threat. So here's a question. So if federal law enforcement burst into your house and want to kill you unjustly, un, un, you know, unprovoked for no apparent reason whatsoever, and you draw a gun and kill them, uh, are you guilty of, of murder, even though they were trying to kill you for no reason? And then you were, I mean, what, what is the self-defense against federal agents? See, the problem is there's always more federal agents. They're just bringing the tanks. You know, eventually you're going to lose, right? So the point is you can defend yourself against home invaders. You can defend yourself against muggers, robbers, you know, defend yourself against all kinds of people. But when the FBI bursts your door down, there's always going to be more of them. So you, know, you can't defend yourself because if you do, they're going to kill you. Uh, and even if you don't defend yourself, they could kill you. Either way, they could kill you. So it's a very interesting situation legally that there's no repercussions for them. They never get put on trial, it seems. They can shoot and kill anybody, and it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't see anybody investigating this. I don't, even, I don't even know if they've ruled this a good shoot, as they say. They haven't done anything. They just assume they could, did it, and walked away, and it's off the news. Anybody forgets. 75-year-old guy dies. Well, I don't forget here. Anyway, so it says uh, we should say we have to do a show on political assassinations. This is a political assassination. He was killed because he said things against Brandon. Now, was he a threat to Brandon? No. Um, should he have said what he said? No. <laughs> don't threaten public officials. I, I don't. I don't agree with that. It's against the law, but I don't agree with it anyway. Uh, it's not. That's not. I'm, I don't make threats against public officials. I just uh, put legislation that'll uh, restrict them and give us our freedom back. That's a good thing. Anyway, he says, according to reports, Robinson was facing three counts after posting threats to Joe Biden, interstate threats, threats against the president, <laughs> interstate threats, <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, and influencing, impeding, and retaliating against federal law enforcement officers. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Robinson allegedly threatened to kill Joe Biden. Don't do that. Kamala Harris, and offic- don't do that. <laughs> and officials prosecuting Trump in a series of social media posts. Yeah, he was an idiot. Don't do that. <laughs> You know, actually, Johnson's on the line, so let's uh, let's bring him in the conversation right away. It's a perfect time to talk about Craig Robertson and the fact that it's off the news, and that uh, you know, well, uh, let's find what the law says. Jonathan, what does the law say uh, in terms of threats against public officials? I know you can't do it, but w- what does that come under, and what kind of penalties are we looking at for for something like that? Um, you know, I just called in, so I'm not up on. Oh, I know. Uh, well, I mean, think the, the, your question is. Well, let me say it again. So. So, so talking about the 75-year-old, Craig Robertson, right, killed by the FBI. I contend that it was a political assassination. And so, you know, and so my question is, you know, one of the crimes, they, they got the reports he was facing three counts for posting threats to Joe Biden. Okay, you cannot, and this is interstate threats. I'll talk about that in a minute. You, but you can't threaten public officials. I know that's illegal. It's a felony. I saw that in a movie with Clint Eastwood once. Um, but uh, so, so what does that actually come under? Because it's not free speech. You know, if you're making threats, you can't do that. And I don't um, agree with threats anyway, but but you don't you shouldn't be killed for it. <clears throat> it's um, <clears throat> it is a uh, uh, complicated you know division between free speech and other things. It probably should mm-hmm. not be um, constitutional, um, but but and, and there are, are a number of um, of issues, um, but it's mainly under, you know, starting with 18 U.S.C. Code 871, mm-hmm. threats against the president. Um, uh, the, um, 
I cannot offer any rational explanation for why that should be a valid law because speaking um, alone is not, it, you know, it's it not a crime. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. get the crime. Okay. Um, now, if somebody says, for example, well, let, let me back up because I think the guy who was shot, the 75-year-old guy, he um, didn't, didn't he get, didn't he die because he wouldn't be taken into custody? I heard he died on his front lawn. The FBI dragged him out and left him there, and he bled to death. But I only heard that once, and it was on One American News. I have not been able to confirm that with another story, which is why I haven't talked about it too much. But that's what I heard. Well, I mean, the thing is, if you, if you shoot at the police, um, right. they're likely to shoot back. Okay, um, I understand that. But I don't think he shot at the police. So I don't think he shot at anybody, not as far as I know. Well, I, he, I, he, I don't know, but but the thing is, is that well, I mean, you often hear local news, for example, that some man has barricaded himself in his house. Uh-huh. So on uh, social media, I have announced that I'm barricading myself in my house, right. watching reruns, or you know, and uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with barricading yourself in your house. Uh-huh. Um, you could say I'm gonna I'm gonna stay and run rerun, watch reruns of Lost for. Um, next week and eat and get pizza delivered um but somehow the idea that the government comes to your house and wants to you know bother you is somehow it's a terrible crime that you don't let them how do you defend against that so i was mentioning this just before you called in how do you defend against the fbi they come bursting through your house right if you draw a gun which you would do in self-defense against a home invader or a robber or anything like that um they're gonna shoot and kill you if you don't draw a gun, they still may shoot and kill you. So either way, you know, when the FBI bursts into your house, you know, they've got the advantage. And no matter what you do or don't do, they can still kill you. And it's going to be reported mm-hmm. on the news that you resisted or things like that. So there really is no solid defense unless you got a lot of armed, unless you have more armed people than the FBI brings, and they can always bring in the tanks and everything else. They can call the whole army if they want to. So there's no end to the amount of people they can call. So how do, how do we defend ourselves legitimately against a, an FBI um, that I thought, from everything I see, is engaged in the political assassination? They, they want this guy dead. This is a message. This is Randy Weaver. This is Waco. This is that, that – remember that property guy on a golf course? He came down in a bathrobe, and they shot and killed him because they wanted his property back when property rights were a big dispute during the Obama administration. This is nothing new. I don't care that. Uh, I was going to look that one up. I remember it. I don't remember the name, but I'll look that case up. But uh, political assassination, that's what they're engaged in. Well, well, yeah, it is. And most of our laws, I mean, I I, I could point to so many laws that are like that, which are basically, you know, they're um, they're, they're very Mm -hmm. one-sided. And, you know, they're based on the premise that, you know, that the government is doing something good. Our laws are written, our precedents are written, the, tru- the, uh, the courts treat it as if, um, you know, the government is not the problem. Now, our founders understood that, you know, as is a famous quote, most people should know by now, that the people um, are, you know, the, the people are not angels, to put it the way they put it, you know, our, the, the people are capable of doing evil, like, Say a whole bunch of people just went into a Nordstrom's, what was it, in California, and um, 
you know, oh, the just ransack the place. Yeah, Los Angeles, they robbed um, the place completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and of course, that's nobody died in that. Um, but but our, our 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 government is based on the philosophy mm-hmm. and the understanding that um, the government is made itself made up of people, and therefore to have people who are protecting us from other people um, there are no there are there are no such pe- there are no such perfect people to staff the government and this is a fundamental well, I, I premise. That, uh, you said something really interesting if you well, most, up here I know you understand it but most people don't oh, okay. is that well, is that uh, our our entire court system and precedence is based on a, on a violation of the philosophical foundations of our country. It's based okay. on the fact that the government is pure and good and you know, it saved us from World War II and never does anything wrong. And so you know, if, you, um, you know, if you get in the way of, of anything the government wants to do, uh, then, it, then you're a, you know, an enemy of the people. I mean, that's the way, there are so many precedents that read that way. Like I've, I've been saying, I've been, I've been studying all this stuff. I've been working on the January 6th things with lots of – it's not just about January 6th. It takes you into all these different crimes and the huh. precedents. Like, for example, what is a – let me – sorry to take sure, you on I, a detour, but I about no, illustrated. What, detour you know, what is a dangerous weapon? Yeah. No, I'm asking uh, you – I'm asking for the – I'm asking okay. as a To me, a dangerous discussion. weapon is something that can easily kill you. That would be a dangerous weapon. Okay. But that could be a pencil. Well – you know, if you're going to use it. The thing is, is that you can be get a sentencing enhancement for uh-huh. having a dangerous weapon. You can right. have, um, you know, if you go on, on restricted grounds, and of course, remember, the capital is not the same as the restricted grounds. Restricted grounds under the particular statute means that a Secret Service protectee is there, and the Secret hmm. Service is, um, you know, is trying to... Put a, put, a, put a perimeter. So if the if the, if you break into the Capitol in the middle of the night, that is not a violation of the statute they're using. If um, if it's closed for repairs, and you go in when you're not supposed to, that is not a violation of the statute they're talking about. It's only about a Secret Service protectee. Um, and just to illustrate, so to to make sure that nothing. I mean, the, the entire system is based on uh, making it as easy as possible for the government to do what the government wants to do. <laughs> and anything that, that interferes in any way is like, um, like we're going we're gonna to come down on the side of the government because the government is always right, um, even though that's you know, our, the exact opposite. I mean, the whole idea of our Constitution having, having checks and balances is based on the fact that there are no pure people. You cannot hire anybody to be a perfect FBI agent. You cannot hire anybody to be a perfect judge because they're only human beings. The problem with the human race is it's made up of humans. And, <laughs> and so, so the genius of our, of our Constitution and our founding was that, number one, our founders were not so stupid and blind as to close their eyes to, to reality and human history. And number two, they confronted it head on, and, and, and so they tried to find a way to, um, 
to overcome it. I'm not saying they did a perfect job. I think they would probably say they didn't do a perfect job because it's an almost impossible task. But, um, but ever since then, especially, I think, um, well, I don't know when it started, actually. But, um, you know, certainly since everybody, like I say, my imagination is that everybody came back from World War II amazed that they're still alive and went up, wanted to enjoy life and not worry, and, and they just let the government do whatever the government wanted to do because um, they, tr- they trusted the government to take care of them. And so it's taken this long for the American people to wake up and realize the government is, is not our friend. The government is not, I mean, as I just said, you know, what, what do they say about, you know, about international relations for the United States? No permanent friends, no permanent enemies. When I say the government is not our friend, I mean, like I said, is that human beings are imperfect. So sometimes they'll do wonderful things, and the next day they'll do something horrible. Yeah. Um, so when I say they're not our friends, I don't mean they're, that, that the government is forever our enemy. I mean that our entire country is based on the idea well, that, so you know, what? Well, it's more selective than that. It's more selective. You can't say the whole government's the enemy. Although I did write two articles that you might find interesting. One was on um, – um, the nation of government describing Washington, D.C. as its own country and the states being colonies. And the other one uh, was on the government can do no wrong. And so that's uh, – or the government's always right. And that's exactly what we talked about before. Right. Well, that's, and think... that's the way the precedents read. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like for, exa- for example, the, the uh-huh. I, I came back to what is a dangerous weapon. And we just briefed this in one of the couple of right. January 6th cases. Okay. A dangerous weapon is, is anything – there's no definition. And they don't care. I mean, the idea that you would have laws that say you're going to be punished for having a dangerous weapon on capital grounds. Uh Okay. What's a dangerous weapon? Well, hands. Whatever. Most people are killed. How many people are killed with with, with bare hands? A lot. (laughs) Well, the precedents on dangerous weapon, number one, show a completely irrational lack of of any coherent definition. But they include things that your shoes have been upheld. I mean, not could be, not theoretically, not if we go crazy, but, there, but yeah. someone was actually convicted of using their, shoe, their tennis shoes as a dangerous weapon huh, or a belt yeah. or a chair. Hey, <laughs> I want to I hold it just ahead. a little bit because I don't know how much time. We've got Brianna on the line. She's a, does the government inquiry report on Tuesday. And you, you two, I don't think I've ever talked. So this is going to be kind of cool. So, Brianna, welcome to the show. Oh, How are you doing? I didn't, I didn't know I was interrupting something. No, 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 you're not interrupting anybody. No, no, this is a free-for-all. But I know that certain people have limited time, and if you have a little bit more, then I want to make sure we get everybody in. Piaki's on the line, too. But, uh, right. Brianna, good morning. Good morning. That, have you and Jonathan ever... um, talking Go about dangerous weapons, but I don't know what it was before that. Oh, that's okay. We're, we're sort of all over the place. But Jonathan made an interesting point that I want to kind of follow up again, talking about threatening public officials. This is, we're talking about the 75-year-old Craig Robertson, who was, I believe, politically assassinated uh, in Utah. And my contention is the government basically went in there, set out to kill him. Um, and so we're sort of going over that. But they're, they're, they're manufacturing these crimes, and one of them was threatening public officials. And Jonathan said something quite interesting that I hadn't thought of, uh, and that is that it's, it should be legal. Why, why is it a crime to threaten a public official? I mean, Madonna said, I thought a lot about blowing up the White House. Did she blow up the White House? No. 
she thought about it, you know. And so that's an interesting question. So, Jonathan, let's address that. Then I want to get to Brianna and then see if Brianna has, a, has an issue that she wants to bring. I think we want to talk about the Maui fires, first, which will be first, interesting. First too. Let, let, Go ahead, Jonathan. First, let me connect the dots there. That the um, Yeah, please. Um, we got off onto my tangent, which is, I'm, I guess, best at. But I'm trying to illustrate with, like, the, the, uh-huh. the, the dangerous weapon is an example that the courts will just bend over backwards to do absolutely anything that helps the government. Okay, and gotcha. No rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. Um, completely irrational positions, but you know we wouldn't want to interfere with the government doing whatever we think the government should have to do. And uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, I've been spending all this time looking at the precedents, and they'll say that when the federal government brings a prosecution, they almost always win. And what I'm seeing is, well, that's because they cheat. Yeah. You know, they, they 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 almost always win because they're they're frickin' cheaters. Um, and they lie, they cheat, they steal, they, they bend the rules. There are no rules against, you know, the government the way it's done. But anyway, so that's why I got off on the tangent. But, um, but I mean, the, so many things are about the differences in words and actions. I mean, in, well, in any other context, if you threatened the president and took right. some step, mm-hmm. some overt action towards achieving that, then that would still be pretty, you know, that would still be disturbingly vague, but that would be more traditional. Okay. Well, it's like when oh, we yeah. talk about the Second Amendment, and I'm going to get Brianna's and, and Pianchi's opinion on this. We talk about Second Amendment. There's a difference between keeping and bearing arms, which is an absolute right, and using firearms, which comes under statutory sure. law, because there are legal and illegal uses of arms. In the same way, you can say that, that it's a free speech right, to maybe threaten a public official, but if you don't actually threaten a public official, if you don't do it, if you don't have the means, you don't have the intent, you don't you don't have the plan, then then at that point it's just, it's it's still free speech. Is that what you're saying? And then I want to kind of go around the panel, Jonathan. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I mean, you know, the the the, the court precedents will say that if you have a conspiracy to do something that's absolutely impossible, doesn't matter. Right. You know, say well, it would have been impossible to do that. That's okay. We'll throw you in jail anyway. So if I have a conspiracy <laughs> oh, to sell the moon, as they say, yeah. So, what? so well, there's a, the whole idea of overthrowing the government. There's no way that a bunch of people walking around with cell phones, you know, taking selfies in the Capitol is going to quote overthrow the government. The government wasn't there. The government was under, you know, and all the states have governments, and there's so much government that you can't overthrow it with a bunch of people walking around with signs and cell phones. It's going to happen. All right, we have the typical. I was writing a pleading last night for <clears throat> a defendant who was in the Capitol for 19 minutes. Now, if you're planning, then the question is, could you do it in 19 minutes? Well, of course not. But did he, in fact, ever intend to? Well, why the heck would somebody go into the Capitol for 19 minutes unarmed if they, if they actually intended you know, to overthrow the yeah, And if you're planning to overthrow whatever. the government, would you stick around for a while and actually enact the new government? <laughs> You know, the, the, you, you wouldn't leave. You'd, you'd yeah. overthrow it and you'd stick around. Yeah. Brianna, what do you think of all that? I mean, I mean, it's just, I mean it, it deals with several things. It's like one is there never was any plan to do it because it's stupid. Exactly. And the other thing is like, well, okay, let's say we got you dead to rights. You're trying to sell the moon to people <laughs> from another galaxy. Right. And, um, and there's somehow that's illegal. Well, it can't be done. Well, then it probably really wasn't your plan in the first place. But the yeah, courts uh, don't care. The courts oh, okay. will the courts will say there's enough evidence. Whatever you know, we we uh, you know we affirm the conviction of the 
of the jury in the court. So even though people cannot overthrow the government by a bunch of folks walking into the Capitol building because the government's way beyond that, that you can still be convicted of overthrowing the government even though it was impossible for you to do it. You couldn't have committed the crime that they're accusing you of anyway. That's Kafka logic. Donald Trump, Donald Trump in some senses, was the government at that point in time. And so he he can be guilty of overthrowing himself. (laughs) This this is going to be a fun day. And and, and we have judges. I don't know. You know, do the judges, like, look up at the wall and laugh and – you know, or do they hang their head in shame before they put their their their, their name on the document? I mean, I I, they, I don't get it. That's hysterical. Let's get to Brianna. Uh, so, Brianna, is this news to you, or uh, you know, did this come out in Patriot Academy? Uh, the 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 fact that the judges cheat and do anything that they please, and the whole you know insurrection thing. And of course, this has only happened recently that this man was killed. Um, what, what do you? How do you make sense of all this? Um, I don't know if it was brought up as like a specific conversation. People probably had conversations about it, especially since we had a bill over um, January 6th to come to Patriot Academy. Uh-huh. But um, on a general level, I think we all know that um, they're pretty corrupt and that they'll do yeah. whatever in some instances, even if there's okay. no proof. So, yeah. Interesting. Piaki, what do you think? Well, if you told the president you're going to kick him out of office. Is that a threat? Jonathan? I mean, if you, ask me, if you ask me to give my analysis, I'd feel good about it. If you read it the way the courts deal with it, who the hell knows? You know, if you read enough of these, I mean, I remember back when I was in law school, I spent, you know, I was in law evening, so I was four years. I went four years of just being on a slow burn every time I read this nonsense. And I'm having that again. It's like, you know, these court, these court precedents, like, you know, if the, if, the, if the prosecution wants to say a banana is an orange, well, sure, why not? So well, what, you know, what we yeah, in Utah, it, where was the, it's, two, it's several things there. One, where was the sheriff? Two, where is the crisis intervention psychologist? Like they say that local police and local police reform is one of the tools that they should have when you're dealing with someone who openly posed to be a mental case. The FBI is not following the same rule in their policing as we see people want police to reform to become. Where's the local sheriff? Why the local the, sheriff uh, wouldn't notify that this they person notified. was making yeah, no, these the allegations? Yeah, no, this is something that came out. The FBI didn't tell anybody. They just went in. That's why I say it's a political assassination. Well, it, is, I mean, it is. In some, in some cases, like um, Brianna Taylor, was it, um, where there was a no-knock you know, there was, of course, the problem is, as usual, okay, somebody said earlier, what can you do, what can you do to protect yourself? Probably need to put, you that, know. That was me. The, <laughs> the FBI comes into your house, house, right, whether it's a legitimate accusation or not. They come into your house. They're armed. They've got the SWAT team. They've got the, the vest. They've got the flashbang grenades. They've got fully automatic weapons and the whole bit. So if you defend yourself, if they're, if they're in there for illegal purposes, like a political assassination, and you defend yourself, they're going to kill you. If they're there for legal purposes, they can still kill you. So either way, they can kill you. 
Right. So the best, you, the in, Indiana, you can, in Indiana, you can shoot back. The best you can do is have cameras in every room. They, they don't know is there. If Indiana has police enter your home illegally, you can shoot them. I wonder what that's all. Is that other states? What, Brianna, do you know Oklahoma? What, what's the rule there? In defending um, yourself from the government. I don't know or the police. Like, this thing specific regarding police, but I know, like, um, in, like, our, I think it's called, like, the Self Defense Act, or um, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but we, if anybody enters your home or your property or anything, you have the right to shoot them. So police would fall under that category if they came in illegally. So I would say yes, but it doesn't specifically list police. But as a practical matter, they've already got their guns out. So even if they're in there for illegal purposes, you know, by the time you retrieve a gun, you know, uh, as you wake up from your stupor, you know, at, at five in the morning or three or whatever time they come in, that uh, it's such a that there's no real recourse against them initially. And as Jonathan says, have a camera in every room. If I'm going to fight the FBI, I'm not going to fight them in my home. I'm going to fight them in court and I'm going to fight them, you know, in, in all the ways for whatever interrogations and keep a mental record of everything. Write it all down. Call Jonathan and say, hey, what do I do now? That's how I'm going to fight him. I don't want to give him the excuse to kill yeah. me, <laughs> you know, but I don't know what to do beyond that at the time. In order for you to fight it in court, the public has to be woken up in a, in okay. a real way. Um, the, um, uh, and, you know, like I say, we, we, it was a comforting fiction for most of our, I guess, the last century to believe that the government is good and so you can just go play golf and, you know, and, and uh, throw a baseball around with, this, with your son and you don't have to worry about anything. The government will take care of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, preposterous idea, but it was a comforting idea. So, you know, why, why question it? So until the public gets back to the point of our founding fathers, which, I mean, <laughs> I mean this is the problem. If, if you're the personnel, if you're the personnel, um, officer of the FBI, where are you going to recruit from? You can only recruit from the population. You can't, you can't like say, say, oh, I want to get, you know, angels from heaven. You can't, you know, you, you can't recruit only, you know, monks or things like that. You're, you're stuck with the people that we're all, you know, jostling with every day. That's all, that's the best the FBI can do is to hire people that are just like us, just like the people who are, Breaking the law. Anyway, so I forgot what I was saying, but yeah, so they. That's okay. No, uh, it's just interesting that they're going to hire the people with the the least respect for the Constitution and the most respect for the power of uh, government, legal or not. I'm going to round about here in a little bit. I want to make sure everybody gets an issue in because we only have about 35 minutes left. Pianki, why don't you go ahead? Then I'll go to Brianna, then Jonathan. Pianki? If they come in and shoot your dog. Your dog is a guard dog. It's, it's, it's there to guard you from intrusion. And they come in and shoot your dog. Yeah. Well, if somebody go up and shoot Joe, go to shoot Joe Biden is is the protective service or the protective police there to guard him? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Want to put, I don't want to put the words uh, shoot and, and, and Joe Biden in the same sentence on my show. Just want the repercussions, but so we're going to be real careful of language here, just in case. Um, but uh, 
because we don't advocate violence on the show. We just want to honestly remove from office and arrested for stealing the government, but that's a different issue. Um, I want to skip around a couple of different issues here because we only have limited time. Brianna, did you have an issue you wanted to bring up? And I'll see if Pianchi has an issue, and I'll go back to Jonathan, kind of roundabout here a little bit. Brianna? I do. You can change the subject. So I want to talk about Hawaii, okay. which is amazing. I don't know if it's on, like, the mainstream or anything because I don't watch the mainstream, so I wouldn't know. Um, but I know it's been hitting really hard on what I do read. With it, I think most people know about the wildfires. And so I'm going to start with on January 3rd through 6th of 2023, so this year, there was a smart city conference in Maui. And it was Uh-oh. basically their idea was to implement this smart island that's all electric and renewable. And so then this is kind of a suspicion of there's a theory that the wildfires were started by the government through, um, like, because uh, they say that they can do climate or weather modification techniques and stuff or equipment. Some people mm-hmm. think that it's the DEWs, um, which is actually new to me. So those are some different theories going Have on. Have you defined DEW? Mm-hmm. Let's define that for people so that people know what it is, because it doesn't mean distant early warning, which is what it used to mean back in the Cold War. What's a DEW? It's a direct energy weapon, which is basically like high energy focused beams. Um, mm-hmm. And they have like different ones, like laser, microwave, particle ones, or like different beams. And mm-hmm. um, I think that people, um, I've seen different things that people finding on Reddit. I know Josie sent me a video as well of somebody okay. recording these uh, beams going off and, and starting fires. Some people say that the photos are from a couple of years ago. Some people say different instances. Some people say this is what they saw in Maui. So there's a bunch of different things um, surrounding that where it's like I don't know exactly all that's going mm-hmm. on with it because there's so many different opinions of it. But that's another one of the theories. And whenever I put all the facts together, it seems more and more likely that it was the government's doing. Okay. So in September, on September 25th of this year, they plan to, in Hawaii, to host the Digital Government Summit. Basically, what which this island? will be is they want to use... Do you know which island? For the smart island, they're going to use Maui. So they're going to meet on Maui so after the fires? Even after the fires, they want to meet there in September? Oh, no, they're, me- they're meeting in Hawaii in September. I don't know exactly where, but they want to okay. do the smart island. Probably Oahu. Okay, um, interesting. All right. And basically what they want to do is use AI in order to govern the island. That's their goal. And this is part of their, like, great reset, I guess. Um, do you, do so, you know the population of Maui, just out of curiosity? I mean, how many people are we talking about? It's not a huge island. I know that. I do not. Okay. Okay. I, just, I want to see I'm going to have a different article pulled up right yeah. now, so okay. maybe one of the, you guys can pull that up. <laughs> when was the, the smart city, was that, did you say it was, that was back in January they had a meeting about making Maui a smart yeah, island? Yeah, January 3rd through 6th. And we'll have another that? meeting on September 25th. Okay. The one in January was in Maui. Okay, all right. So, yeah, we need to bring this up more next uh, Tuesday. We need to look more into this. Uh, let me just hold you up for a little bit right now. Jonathan and uh, Pianca, let's get your opinions on this so far. See what you guys have heard. Well, what I want to know is when you, when you say, when you start speaking in these terms and you're using the words they and government, which government are you talking about? There's local, state, and federal. Okay. Then who are the days? Brianna? And they and decided we have a day 
I hear a lot of that, and people just confused. Right. That's a good point. I think it's more like a concurrence between, like, state and federal, or maybe even military operations in general. Are there any international folks? Is the UN, the World Economic Forum, any of the other folks involved in this? Most likely. But then again, I don't have a direct proof that the government did do this. This is all just putting all no, the information No, no, not that, but just the conferences. Just the conferences themselves. We'll look at – it's like uh, – this sounds a oh. lot like um, – what was that thing before COVID? Uh, what was that? Event, event 21? Yeah, there we go. No, event 201. 201 is in October. Right before COVID hit. That's why it's COVID-19. I don't know who all attended. Uh-huh. I can't give you names or anything because I haven't looked into it. I always can, though. I don't know if it'll no, okay. let me know. Well, we're just, this, but, is gonna be, this is going to take a while to go um, through, so don't, I don't expect you to know everything right knowing now. Knowing smart weeks cities. Yeah. Their goal is like an international thing led by like the World Economic Forum and such. So I would say, yes, it is an international kind of thing with the globalists. Do you find it interesting? Do you find it interesting they picked an island as a place that they can isolate and contain an experiment with? I think that's purposeful. Okay. Well, yeah. of course, this is, this is an argument for the superiority of Star Trek over Star Wars, because anybody who watched <laughs> what? Star, Star Trek TOS, the only series, um, it, you know, knows about the Daystrom you know, when they outfitted the Enterprise with a with oh, a M5? computer, M five. Yes, that was M five. I mean, like Captain you know, If you you grew up on Star Trek, you know, yeah, you know. don't put a computer in charge. Yeah. Period. Well, listen, we all saw War Games, didn't you? Hey, let me ask Brianna this: Did you ever see yes. War Games with uh, with what's his name, Matthew? Uh, uh, was it Matthew Potter? No. And uh, Ali Sheedy. And uh, Dabney Coleman. Did you ever see that? It was like an 80s film, I think. And they had the Whopper, W-O-P-R. It was a War Games computer. Brianna, did you ever see that? Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have oh, to give you dear. a movie. We've got to get, oh, get you caught up. Yeah, okay. Uh, we, need right, so a, uh, we need to get a action radio what? Netflix subscription or something. A, way, a Wayback Machine? Yeah. So, Jonathan, why don't you... Uh, Tell us about those. Well, it's just, it's just you don't put, you know, my generation knows, you know, we're going to put a computer in charge of a starship with weapons. Uh, no, don't do that. <laughs> what could um, go wrong? Exactly. What could go wrong? Um, and so um, I, I, I don't know. But the, the only thing I know about the Hawaii thing, first of all, I do know that uh, directed at energy weapons, <clears throat> exist. They were tested under Ronald Reagan under his Strategic Defense Initiative organization. Mm-hmm. And the only the only issue with directed energy weapons is the power source. So um, on the ground, we can uh, we can fire off it essentially, essentially like what we've seen in science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, either they're either lasers or their particle weapons, but the amount of energy required is gigantic and therefore they're not very useful, say from space or things like that, but they exist. And, um, <clears throat> you know, everyone says that Marjorie Taylor Greene talks about Jewish space la- lasers. Uh, there are space lasers and the Jews are pretty damn good engineers. And I'm pretty sure yeah, that if we build space lasers... Huh? 
I'm pretty China sure that has if we supposedly attached them to satellites. Well, they they are. They're, it's called ASAT, anti-satellite um, attack. I forget what it is. Attack. I mean, we are we are set up right now at the opening stages of a war to blow up what was then Soviet satellites, and they're prepared to blow our satellites up. I mean, we they, there are sat, there are satellites in orbit and have been since the 80s, capable of attacking other satellites and possibly the ground. There's no question about it. But the idiots say that Marjorie Taylor Greene is talking about Jewish space lasers. If, you're, if you want to contract some damn good scientists and engineers, you're going you're gonna to subcontract to Israel. Well, Israel needs so, them because what if Iran, you know, we just got, here's another issue to bring up, too, uh, that uh, uh, the, the Brandon insurrection illegal government occupying the White House paid $6 billion uh, to get five people out of Iran. Well, they're going to spend that money on, on nukes. And Israel is going to need some kind of, um, you know, space-based missile defense system because Iran's not that far away. What is it, 500,000 miles? How far is Iran from Israel? It's not very far. No. A, a, so I'd be surprised if they didn't uh, have something. A competent missile could, could, well, could make that Jewish. distance in, in <laughs> minutes. Yeah, yeah. They, they would have basically no warning. Just like well, just like the United yeah, States. Yeah, Go ahead, Brianna. Anyway, the, the other part about Hawaii, though, I was going to say is, is that Hawaii is surrounded by ocean. Right. When, when the water gets warm, it evaporates, and then it rises up to high altitudes and cools, and it falls down as rain. So if there were global warming, uh, Hawaii would be a, uh, a rainforest. The idea, that, you know, the idea that it's hot and therefore it's dry is just idiotic because there's no place for the, for the water to go. You know, pe- people who think that it's hot and therefore it's dry don't say, well, where did the water go? It didn't leave the earth. You know, water never leaves the, the earth system. So it just recirculates. Anyway, so the only thing I know about Hawaii yeah, is that if there, were, if, there were, if, if there were dry conditions, we have global cooling. That's my that's water my evaporate. Uh, water evaporate in sub-zero temperatures, too. It is. It's very weird. I mean, it will boil at 212 degrees, but it will evaporate slowly at lower, at lower temperatures. I, I, I don't know the you physics be, of that, but it's true. Yeah, you can be zero degrees outside, <clears throat> and a pile of snow will evaporate by itself. <clears throat> Just slower. But it will, well, you know, it it's will happen. That, uh, the, the climate change idiots are trying to convince you that climate change is causing more fires. Well, if that were the case, you'd never have a fire in wintertime. And yet we do. How many apartment buildings burn in big cities in the wintertime? Lots of them. Because people set fires because they have bad space heating. Um, but let's go back to this, this, this whole idea of water. Now, I, I, publish, I post this in the, environmental, the Action Radio Environmental Action Project. Uh, I've got the climate from Maui. Apparently, Maui has a fairly dry climate. That's interesting. Now, I've been on Oahu. I took my daughter there several years ago. Uh, and like most tropical places, it rains at 4 o'clock. And the reason for that is pretty simple. That the hottest part of the day is three o'clock. The warmer the air, the more moisture it can absorb. So as soon as the air reaches its maximum absorption at three o'clock, when it starts to cool at four o'clock, then the air has too much water and it rains out. That's why it rains every day in the tropics around four o'clock. 
because you're just starting to have that lower temperature and the air can't hold the moisture anymore. Maui, for some reason, you look, I, I've got the maps. I've got the rainfall of Maui. I've got the whole bit. It's surprisingly dry. Now, what's not surprising is that I think a lot of the fires had to do with power lines. It's exactly the same thing that happened in California in liberal states where they don't manage, where they don't clear out the undergrowth, where they don't take care of the power lines, they don't do the maintenance for whatever reason. Uh, they didn't do it in California and it caused fires in Paradise and San Bruno. They didn't do it in Hawaii and then it caused the fires in Maui. There's a guy that I just saw the pictures of this in the news this morning. He's got a video of all these branches, these dry branches all over these power lines. He said, this is going to cause a fire one day. And apparently several hours later it did. That to me is the most likely scenario. Uh, that's just human negligence, just stupidity. Yeah, but what, how do, what are the, is, the, is the power line hot, like a red iron? No, but they still have sparks they throw off. You ever seen power line In a high wind, the power lines hit together. When they hit together, they create sparks. So, or they so a, properly operating, a properly operating power line should not start a fire? No, it should not. Is that right? That's but right. a broken one will, a broken line, an old line. You know, uh, a line in a high wind that isn't, uh, you know, secured properly. Uh, any number of things. Even in, uh, it, uh-huh. power lines have spaces on them, whereas they don't come together when the wind is blowing. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So they properly operating power lines, but they, uh, but they still clear the brush away. You don't see brush under under properly. You've yeah, never seen a fire start. It should, in, occur, it, it should have cleared the brush away. And you're absolutely, absolutely right. That's what a power problem is, mm-hmm. but it wasn't because of the power line. Uh, well, hey, I we guess that's where the initial spark came run from. Over cotton fields. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, you know, and this deserves more looking into. But from what I can see, and I got, I got an article on this here. I got several. Yeah, we only got 20 minutes. I don't want to do it going. I'd rather talk to you guys. But, yeah, that that's uh, – I'm not sure how it works. I'll know tomorrow. I'll do some research on it and find out. But that's what it seems to me. Um, Pianchi, did you have an issue that you want to bring up for our discussion? We can, Like I said, I want to bounce around a few topics. Anything of late bothering my you? Issue is, is, my issue is like I was listening to the UAP, Unidentified Phenomenon. <laughs> uh, unidentified the hearing? Whatever. I love that hearing. I was listening to that hearing. Okay. Yeah. I was listening to that hearing, and there's uh, some pretty good information being disseminated because of these these uh, space, these crafts, which can outperform anything that, that the science that we know of today in any of our most advanced aircraft, and it was reports that uh, in Russia, and may have been in the United States, where your intercontinental ballistic missiles had went into countdown by themselves when these things was in presence around the bunkers, or shall I say the, the silos, that there is eventually a problem. Something's going so on. Would- that would be a problem. Yeah, if, they, if aliens are launching our missiles, yeah, that would be a problem. Okay, so so let's go, uh, Jonathan and Brianna. What do you, what, Jonathan, what do you think of the hearing? Do you remember it? Did you watch it? Um, yeah, there. So um, the um, someone, in fact, put up a meme that expresses what I think, which is, um, <laughs> that I didn't believe in UFOs until the government kept trying to convince us they there aren't any. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, you know, there's the, the some hand-handed, unbelievable. I mean, well, I mean, the thing is, if you were trying to, it, you know, if, if you were trying to say there are no UFOs, while well, wink, wink, there are UFOs, um, the government over the last 60, 70 years has done a pretty good job of 
of saying there are no UFOs while convincing us that there really are. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think it's technologically impossible. I'd love to see have international interstellar travel, but I just think the government is very weird about how and the timing I find very suspicious. Okay. Um, I yeah, do why wonder now? why the that's a, that's yeah, always a question. I wonder why did Donald Trump start a space force? Mm-hmm. Does he know something we don't? Mm. Um, you know, those sort of things. Okay. Brianna, what do you think? Well, you know, uh, it, wow, your voice really, is changing. You, know, you don't have much time. <laughs> Go ahead, Brianna. Brianna. Yeah. One of them will bounce back to Bianchi. Um, so, to be honest, part of it's like, yeah, there probably is. Um, it probably is real. On the other hand, it might not be. It might just be a scam. It might be preparation for something. It's it's a weird topic where it's like you don't know exactly what to trust or what to believe. Sometimes your eyes can deceive you. Or what you hear, you read can deceive you. So it's a really mm-hmm. difficult topic to really know what to believe. Okay. Pianchi? Well, you have commercial pilots that's reporting these objects not only in the United States, but also in other countries. Uh, these reports have been going on since the 1930s. They really spurred up in the 1950s, especially around the time of the advent of the atomic bomb. But there's it's some, it's got to be some logic to all this. And uh, the government, and here's the thing is, when Congress go to these sites, congressmen, go to, persons go to these locations, to these agencies, they don't talk to them. They say, we ain't got to tell you anything, basically. That's what they tell them. Well, then how do the hierarchy of power work, if that's the case? You think, when we had, you remember years ago when you had Wesley Clark made the comment comment about the five countries and also the thing was out there that the Pentagon couldn't account for, I don't know if it was trillions, but it was a whole lot of money. And then now you hear Congress talking about, well, we're going to cut your money. Well, if they are holding on to $6 trillion, they don't give a damn if, a daggone if you do cut their money. They got money. So <laughs> yeah, because the, budget, the military budget is only like $750 billion a year anyway. So, it, it, in fact, the interest on the national debt is going to over, over, uh, pace it here pretty soon. Okay. Well, here's my take on this. Uh, here's another person that Brianna doesn't know that she's going to have to look up, Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan had a show on back when uh, public TV was actually pretty decent and we didn't think of it as socialist propaganda. Um, he used to talk like this. And we talk about billions and billions of stars in the sky. And it seems to me that if there are billions and billions of stars in the sky, there's probably billions of suns that are like our sun. If there are billions of suns like our sun, there's probably billions of earths like our earth. And if there are billions of Earths like our Earth, then the chances that there isn't life on those other Earths is, is impossible. So I would think it would be very impossible to think that we are the only planet in the entire universe or universes that have life. That would be incredibly arrogant and I think naive that we're it. You know, why would God create an entire universe or universes and only put life on one little tiny planet, you know, next to one star? That seems kind of uneconomical and stupid and wasteful. Well, you know, the answer to that, the answer to that is that the nearest star of those billions is like a hundred light years away. Mm-hmm. And when we get so the technology to get there fast, but, but when we get the technology to get there fast, we'll be advanced enough to uh, go visit. Until then, we don't have to worry about them. They don't have to worry about us. We ain't going anywhere. We don't have warp drive yet. 
But they do because they hear. Exactly. So if all these pilots are seeing all these things, and they've got the famous TikTok video, which they talked about on the show, and the pilots reported, they said, uh, if it was really, everybody should watch this hearing. It was a fascinating hearing. And one of the quotes from it was when uh, one of the folks asked, you know, could, uh, could, do we have any technology that can do what they can do? And the answer is no. Could a human being survive the G-forces that these craft were, were exhibiting? And the answer is no. So given that, that we couldn't survive, and there's no environment they could create inside these things that we could survive doing the maneuvers that they did, and they're more advanced than we could possibly have, why would you think they don't exist? Hmm. Who wants that? Well, they have to exist because all these people can't get back to the old cliche. All these people can't be lying. There's something to it. Yeah, I think so too. Jonathan and then Brianna. Well, like, like I say, I uh, while I have my technical. Oh, did you mute yourself? Where'd you go? Brianna, let me give you one more chance. So we, and we're getting a list for you to do. So you have to watch the original Star Trek. You have to go find a, a Carl Sagan, you know, public TV show. Uh, you have to watch War Games with Matthew Broderick and Ali Sheedy, Dabney Coleman, and the guy with the seagull model. Uh, I think we've got a list for you to catch you up. <laughs> Brianna, what do you think? Uh, all right. And on the topic, I think that some of them could possibly be real, but I think some of them are not real. Um, like maybe the one that they were talking about or that you're talking about is probably real. But I think there's also things that are in military craft and stuff that um, are made to maybe deceive people. Um, so what, I think what there, it was a little while ship? ago. Who who Paula, gained just, from? Go ahead. Did you hear any of that, or was I on hold? No, you you didn't. You know, you you muted yourself. We didn't hear you for for a couple. No, minutes. my my hold went on my my cell. I was going to say that if the if if the government wanted to prepare the people for the fact that there are space aliens, then I think their behavior would be perfectly explained by what they're doing. I mean, they're they're denying the existence of these things since the '60s, and, right. and it really it's such a it's such a lousy way <laughs> that I think the only explanation that makes sense is that they know there are space aliens, not just UFOs, which could be anything, but right. but, but craft from another star system, and they're trying to slowly introduce us to the idea. Well, that hearing wasn't slow. That was pretty direct, actually. Well, I'm talking about I'm talking about since the '60s. Okay. But even even the hearing is like one guy saying saying that oh they're there and they they wouldn't let me tell me and they threatened me and they wouldn't let me tell me so it's still it's still not a consensus I don't think. Yeah, I'm not convinced. Well, maybe the the people people... that hid these uh, agencies are aliens themselves. Uh, no, actually, why you not? Know, it's, it's funny, but it may be true. Maybe they are aliens themselves. Yeah, there was a TV show on that too, uh, The Invaders with uh, Roy Thinnes. Oh yeah, we're going, everything is like a TV or movie reference for me. We haven't even hit Michael Rennie in The Day the Earth Stood Still. That's uh, Jonathan's favorite. We'll get to that one too. Brianna, just go, just make a list of everything we talk about and, and watch it. You'll, we'll get you caught up. Uh, Brianna, what, how how would the government right, be served so with, by? Go ahead. Oh. With the um, whole, like, alien thing, 
um, a couple, I don't know, it was probably a little bit of a while ago. I was reading uh-huh. that one thing that was left by the person who works in the government and stuff, and he, he left this, like, letter or whatever. And I was reading that. Well, um, Josie sent me something, and it was a video of somebody else, and they were talking about this kind of alien invasion kind of thing that they'll be staging. And it'll be used, like, military craft to inflict, like, actual destruction. And they are talking a lot about holograms and stuff like that. And one of the biggest theories is that they're going to be using this kind of plan and idea and destruction to, like, turn people into chaos and to inflict control. And what they'll do is they'll present this kind of godlike savior figure and make everybody kind of submit to this kind of idea and everybody want to submit and think of this creature this um, creature as, like, this god figure that everybody's going to hmm. follow. And, you know, whenever I tie in all this stuff, you know, I've been learning everybody. and hearing and stuff, <laughs> what is this? Uh, not everybody, yeah. What is this um, figure going to be? And it's like maybe it's this Luciferian religion figure. Maybe it's the Antichrist that they're wanting to highlight here. And maybe this is like the chaos of the end times that this might be part of or the beginning mm-hmm. of or something. So there's just another theory of it. No, there's a lot of theories, and it's interesting to think of how this might, uh, you know, benefit government. That's always, you know, it's like, why do they do that? That's always my question. Uh, I'm open. We got about uh, eight minutes left. We can go a little over time if you want. But uh, anybody have another, well, an issue? We have one. Who's got another point? Bianchi? And I'll see if Jonathan has an I issue. I do. I want Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan also bring it. See, the heat that our climate experience comes from the sun. And it's a well-known fact that and I've talked about this before, and I don't know if others do. The sun is expending its fuel, which is helium, which turns into uh, hydrogen and the carbon. And as it does that, the gravitational pull of the center of the sun changes. Therefore, the exterior perimeter of the sun is expanding. That's how they die. Well, as it expands, they get closer and closer to the Earth. At some point in time, it will engulf. Mars, then by that time, won't no life be on Earth because it would be unhabitable. Well, people say, well, that's going to occur a billion years from now. Yes, but it's closer today than what it was 10 years ago. And another but how much closer? Is that these how much huge, closer? These huge, it doesn't make any, if it's a centimeter, it's still closer when you're dealing with something as big as the sun. You know, mm-hmm. Well, grandmother used to say, don't get close to the stove. Well, if I stand back five feet, I'm cool. But if I go into four feet, it's so hot, I got to move back. Mm-hmm. So if it gets closer by millimeters, it's still closer than what it was when everything was pretty cool. And then the next thing is that the Earth's rotation is just like a rotisserie, and it's slowed down. It slows down naturally. And also, when you build these huge megaliths, Construction projects, it slows down because of a physical factor called inertial momentum. It's like when a skater is twirling. When her arms is way out, what happens? She's not twirling fast. But when she brings her arms in, she speeds up, he or she. Uh-huh. Okay. Panel? Uh, is the sun growing? Is that, uh, is that a concern? I think we stumped the panel, Bianchi. Personally, I don't think it's much of a concern. But, you know, until there is, like, complete darkness, but hopefully I'll be gone by then. But, I don't know. 
No, I actually, that's, that's a logical point. You know, uh, you know uh, when Pianchi talks about this, it, it makes sense that it's happening. Uh, but uh, my contention is it's happening at such a slow rate that our lifespans are so short in comparison to the, the lifespan of the sun mm-hmm. that we, we don't have to worry about this. There's a lot of things that we need to worry about, but uh, that's not one of them. People stealing our, our lives in government. Uh, for their own obsession with power is a lot more direct concern uh, than the very slow, which I believe is happening, the expansion of the sun and everything kind of winding down. That's that second law of thermodynamics. Mm-hmm. Jonathan? They you use know, the excuse of climate that... change. Oh. All right, one at a time. Who wants to go Real first? quick, they use the excuse of climate change to steal your lives. Well, that's very true. Climate change is, is like COVID. It's all the same thing. It's a crisis which brings fear, which causes people to give up their freedom, uh, and the government takes more power. I mean, that's the formula, and it works, unfortunately. Brianna, what were you going to say? Um, I think there's a lot of things that, you know, people can interact with and do and have the will to do, but I think harnessing the sun is something that should just be completely left up to God. I don't think we should really be trying to harness the sun or anything. In terms of solar power, if we have a solar cell, people have solar panels on the rooftop. I don't have a problem with that. My problem is when the government says that we cannot use certain types of power and we have to use certain types of power that are government-controlled, like electricity. See, I don't want monopower. I don't want electricity being the only source, and that's what the government tends to do because they have these smart meters, which people thought would be more accurate of measuring their, their power. No, it's designed to regulate your power. In California, they cut off power. They used to have rolling brownouts and blackouts. They tell people they have to buy electric cars, then they don't let them charge them. If the government controls all the energy, then the government controls your life. You know, and this gets the 15-minute cities that Brianna talks about and the whole world government issue of controlling food, controlling power, controlling anything. We have to stop these people, break these people, break them up, and get our freedom yeah. back. Jonathan. You didn't hear Jonathan. any of that, did you? No. Are you muting yourself my, or what? My phone just keeps going on hold by itself. Oh, well, you're on now, so why don't you recap? Well, I gave if I'm not okay, I just gave this this the best speech ever, and it's gone. Oh no! Um, I said ah. The reason I'm sorry. The reason why I called in. I don't know if you if I don't know if you heard this part yet. No, they um <clears throat> they um um you know it said that the the only thing I think Edmund Burke said the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Right. And I'd like the the everybody listening. And everyone else, challenge yourself. What are you doing? How many people are, are actually doing anything? And, you know, if 20% of the country were actually doing something to save this mm-hmm. country, mm-hmm. things wouldn't be happening the way they're right. happening. Yeah. And I'm not suggest- – I'm not – and, of course, that's the citizen <coughs> involvement of this radio show. But – and I'm not – I'm saying I'm very discouraged, not just because – um, of the latest news, but because the latest news is entirely preventable. And, and Trump's lawyers are morons, except for Christina Bob and Alina Haba and, and a few others. But the vast majority mm-hmm. of them are just, you know, they're just sitting at their desks in their law firms looking at um, magazines for the, for the yachts they're going to buy <laughs> after all the donations come. In. And, um, you know, and uh, so I'm, discur- I'm not just surprised but I'm discouraged that we could have avoided all these things and we're, we, we're, we haven't and there's no sign that the, the people are going to. Well, so I'll talk about that the with question is, with, yeah, go ahead. Ask a question. 
Well, I'm just saying you have to personalize. When you hear the best, you know, the, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Okay, well, what, what are the, you doing? Uh, well, what is it? Why would they be good men in that case? It's not the good men doing nothing. It's just that they're not good men if that's the case because you're required to do I, something to fight evil. So you look at everybody on this show. We're all fighting evil. Okay, we all want freedom. We're all citizen legislators. We're doing more than 99.99 whatever percent of the population. I went over this with Wendy a little bit earlier. I was talking during the Oh My God report. And one of the things we talked about was our constitutional amendment um, to take away the power of Congress to borrow money. And what I was, was talking about was this is a bill that gets rid of the Fed, gets rid of, um, you know, puts, puts monetary control back in the Congress, uh, that eliminates inflation, uh, causes deflation, uh, gets rid of any possibility of a central bank, stops, the power of, uh, stops Congress from borrowing any money any further for any reason. It would cure most of our economic problems, you know, and put us in a perpetually uh, uh, great course towards economic freedom and prosperity. And yet, all people have to do is copy the link and send it to Congress and send it to media. It's the simplest thing in the world. No meetings, no costs, no dues. You know, we don't carry signs. There's no protests. We're not risking anything. You're literally copying a bill link and sending it to media and government. Yet they don't do that. You know, this bill would guarantee economic prosperity for everybody in this country. You know, Brianna's generation especially should be all over this. You know, everybody at Patriot Academy should be sending this bill link into Congress every week saying, hey, we want, we want this amendment and to their state governments, the state legislatures, and saying, you guys got to ratify this. We want to take away the power of Congress to borrow money. Just that simple thing. It's basically 10 words. Say 10 words out of the Constitution, you know, where, where it says Congress shall have the power to borrow money on the credit of the United States. Just take that sentence out. It's the easiest, simplest thing to understand, I think, of anything that we do and probably the most powerful. And yet, a lot of people know about it. Mike Rexman knows about it. He hasn't said anything. Various media people know about it. They haven't said anything. I told Christina Bob and Peter Navarro from the Trump administration, they're not talking. I had Ed Dowd, the Wall Street guy, he knows about it. David Stockman, Reagan's advisor, he knows about it. Plus all the press releases and everything else we do. It's out there. And yet, nobody picks it up and goes, you know what? We should stop Congress from borrowing money. That's a great idea. And that's how evil triumphs. Hey, everybody. I have to go now. Um, okay. Thanks, Brianna. It was Brianna. nice talking with all of you. Yeah. Bye. I'm glad you get a chance to, uh, to, to meet Jonathan. Um, any last message before you go? Or you got to Oh, she goes. <laughs> I mean, she really had to leave. Okay, that's fine. Um, we're in overtime anyway at this point. But, <laughs> but it, it's something that's that simple, and yet it's that difficult. It, technically, it would change everything. All it requires is two-thirds of the Congress and three-quarters of the states. Willpower, at this point, it's, it's near impossible because there just isn't the willpower to do it. Gentlemen? All right, let's talk, let's talk Go ahead. Bianchi? No, we're still live. <laughs> well, you've got an ignorant populace. Okay. There, in fact, are lies about 60% of your problems is the ignorance in your populace. Look at the foreman who was in who look at the foreman in this trial with Donald Trump, this uh grand jury foreman. Did you hear her talking? No, I didn't. Yeah. I mean I mean if you listen to her and the things she was saying, it goes to reveal the extent of her intellectual ability. Hmm. And that is really drastic when you put people on a grand jury that don't have any logical thinking skills, no analytical thinking skills. It's terrible. No, yeah. 
and and not and self-absorbed. I mean, it not not only that she's ignorant, but her entire mentality is so narcissistic um, as to, you know, I mean, if if someone like that in this generation were normally adjusted, you know, could she could she be smart? Maybe, but you know, they're so they're so focused on their own, you know, on themselves that they're unable to learn anything. Um, <clears throat> so um, I don't know. And and in the oath, you know, in the, the Proud Boys case. Mm-hmm. The one of the jurors went out, and I think I've said this already, but just to point out that one of the jurors went out and um, was interviewed by Vice Magazine, and um, they, she, he said, because remember they they just all deliberated together, that there wasn't enough evidence to convict the Proud Boys, mm-hmm. but that's probably because the Proud Boys were secretive. <laughs> that's not how. That's not how guilt beyond a reasonable doubt works. Right. But there said yes. There was not enough evidence uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. But that that might be because you know, and and it's speculative anyway that they were secretive. Um, well, that's they, not the uh, point. I mean, In other words, they're considering that they've already determined that they're guilty. And they want to say that even if there isn't enough evidence presented in trial, we know there's evidence out there somewhere, uh, so it's okay to, to convict them. That's what they're saying. Exactly. The evidence doesn't matter. The trial doesn't matter. Well, exactly. They don't understand how a and trial my point works. Is, yeah. My point is, is that that juror would, would be about the same level as this woman from this okay. young, uh, gen, what do you call it, Gen Z per, woman from, uh, from Georgia. Well, well let's, uh, you know, I don't like to well, touch up with you much. Well, maybe we need to have more much, AI. Yeah, that could be. But take, <laughs> Let's have AI androids for jurors. <laughs> okay. Well, but here's a question, too. Look at, look at someone like Brianna. You know, she's still a teenager. She's one of the smartest people I know. Uh, you know, if we had more like her and her generation, and they do, they go to Patriot Academy, and there are folks out there. There just aren't enough of them. So it's not, it's not that the, the younger generations are any, any less intelligent. They're just not educated. Because we have one of the most educated people I know of her age on the show with us. Yeah, yeah. But they put stupid well, people on grand jury. Cover a lot of territory in a short period of time. Yeah. Because every day she lives, she gets further and further away from the beginning. And if you don't understand the beginning, where you are now is very, very complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, but but, but the, these people believe that you know the world began five minutes before they were born. Yeah, and and they've been you know they've been encouraged in this idea that everybody's opinion matters even if you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> um, so okay. Anyway, well, let's hold it up for today. This has been fascinating. I'm really glad y'all called in because I was just <clears throat> kind of reading stories and getting bored, <laughs> and I really rather talk to all of you. It's much more fun. And uh, Jonathan, have you ever have you ever talked to Brianna before? I think it's the first time you met Pianki's talk to her. To what? Brianna, one of our other our other reporters. No, no, I have. Okay. Right. I thought you said Brandon. I'm like, what? No, Brianna. No, I, I really try to encourage. This is why I love reporters calling other reporters um, because okay. you know that's why that's why especially when we had our July Fourth reading uh, and we got a bunch right. of different people together. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We got a good bunch. I'm the only one that gets to talk to everybody, and I just kind of want to share it, you know, because they're all pretty amazing people. All right. Any last? All right. Well, we're we... probably off the air now, right? 
Well, no, we're still yeah, live. Yeah. We, even though we go into overtime, overtime is still part out. of the podcast. <clears throat> it, is, it is recorded. Okay, but it's you're going to take recorded. it off the time. So, no, um, no, no. It's, it's, it's still on the show. It's still recorded. All right, well, okay, but, well, okay, I don't know if I should go into it, but you should probably make a form with every one of your citizen legislators to explain what you just explained, which is, you know, a form letter saying to congressman so-and-so, we ask, we, ask, we ask that you support this bill and, you know, whatever, and then oh, I've done room that for the listeners to sign it. Yeah. I might be able to put it on the broadcast page, but uh, it's very simple. Pass this bill or I'm not voting for you. <laughs> or just pass yeah, this but bill. People, but people need it to be, I mean, mm-hmm. people need it to be uh, spoon-fed to them because they're busy and, okay. you know, they're making sandwiches for the kids. So, so I would make, it, make a literal form letter. Where people they can fill out their congressman and fill out their name at the bottom and put okay. and, and print it out and mail it. Well, I'd love to put it on my website. I need I need a new webmaster. Uh, you know the the brilliant <coughs> Eric Colley who created the the, the the new version, the current version of uh, WriteYourLaws.com was killed by his hospital over a year ago on a ventilator, mm-hmm. and so I haven't found somebody anywhere near as good to replace him. Um, but I need, I need once. Hmm? Have his widow call call us. We're working working on some of that. Okay. Um, yeah, I know her too, so we're we're still in contact. All right, I can probably, I can, I can get you guys in touch. All right, let's again. Right. We're still on the air, so just to, everybody knows, you know, don't say anything you don't want podcast because you know that's uh, that's still part of the show here. All right, let's let's hold it up though. Pianki, do you have a last comment, and we'll uh, we'll tie it up for today. All right, no, let me get off. Let me find out who's calling me here. Just a minute. Okay. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna stop the show anyway. Piaki, anything you want to? Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, sounds yeah. good. All right, so this has been fun. <laughs> this has been an amazing show, and uh, you know, we started off. First of all, it's nice to be back on the air. That's always good. Uh, but we had uh, starting with Bill and then Wendy, and then uh, I had some stories out of cover, which was good. And then we had um, Piaki, Jonathan, and Brianna Jonas, which is which is really amazing. All right, a couple of things to play for you guys, and then we'll uh, we'll do it all again. Um, tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central. Here at Action Radio, we are looking for sponsors. We have 30 and 60 second spots available for your announcements. And we have three-minute live call-ins to talk about your products and services available. Action Radio is the next evolution beyond talk radio. Join us and let us help your business evolve. Think about being a sponsor of the future and not just a listener and help us help your business grow as you help us plunge headlong into breaking new ground here on Action Radio every day. This is Greg Penglis for Strikeforce, your source for pure energy. Strikeforce is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strikeforce, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code, WYL, to the discount code window at checkout. WYL comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engines.
This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. <laughs> 